The following content is not a gamer podcast, but we'll hashtag Overwatch anyway. Start the show. Gotta let them know. Sometimes you just gotta do what you gotta do to get those uh, get those clicks in, man. <laughs> Overwatch is the click. Oh God, on um, on TikTok. Overwatch people. Overwatch. Overwatch porn. I didn't know there was Overwatch porn. I mean, well, let's not. I didn't know it. that. There's everything porn. Yeah, that's true. Like, You're right. You, there's porn about watching the grass grow. Jesus Christ. There's cloud porn. Jesus Christ. Um. Flowers about to get gangbanged by some <laughs> clouds. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're gonna fit right in. It's fine. It's fine. I'm sorry. You can't start off with porn and then not expect me to come in on that. I mean, I'm noticing that people are doing just whatever it takes to get those TikTok joints in. And now that Overwatch Two is out, wait, you, when did Overwatch Two drop? Very silently, like two weeks ago. Okay. Okay. Very silently. Like if you had, like if you have Overwatch, or if you if you've downloaded Overwatch previously, it's just going to up. It's just going to update into Overwatch two. Silent upgrade. It's just like what what what's different about this? Correct. All of a sudden, I have new characters. New characters. A new, new story. Yeah, new characters, new modes. Um, they're gonna do. I, they're not ready with the the PVE yet. Mm-hmm. That's coming, but as a result, they have different modes that switch out daily. Okay. And you can custom make your own mode. If you just want to play with your friends, you can custom make a mode. Overwatch Oz mode. I haven't made a mode yet, but I will. Or you could make I'm it. I'm a big but I'm I'm already I'm a big capture the flag fan. So Okay. Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. Oh, that's right. Introduce yourself. I'm Jeremiah. I didn't know we were coming with really cool I for- intros. I should have written something up. I forgot. Hold on. That we, I'm so used to Randall being right there just having some, some, some smart shit to say. Uh, he'll usually go, eh, I might be D. Randall or you know, I'm the artist formerly known as D. Randall or something. Uh, I don't. I, wow. This is all new. Wait, let me let me run it again. I'm ready. We'll do I'm it ready. again. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Let me let me get my yeah. stance. Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the weak and foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. I am a rocket scientist that is drunk. Hit <laughs> 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 it with the horse. <laughs> He's literally a drunken rocket scientist. Oh, and I have a name. The name is Jeremiah. This is Jeremiah, aka the fluent one. Um, this he's not he's not kidding. By the way, he he literally works in for uh, a company that for a for an organization um, that specializes in um, space travel mm-hmm. um, and monitoring uh, outer space. 
Yeah, we, we'll leave it at that. Cause, right, because you know, we want to keep this nigga having a job. Exactly, and I'm drinking today on right. a mic. So. We're, now, that we're used to. We, we're used to <laughs> Randall's usually the one that has to keep a job. Um, It is episode, wow, I still can't believe it, 201. It's, that's a lot of episodes, man. It is. It you, is. You would be syndicated if this was television. Hell you know what yeah. what I'm saying? Like... Hell yeah. Where's my fucking check? Syndication. That's that's the next step. Where's my fucking check? Where do you, damn it, podcasting is still new. Damn it. It's okay. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get, there. get there. Um uh let's see. Shout out to the new listeners. The fuck are y'all doing here, man? What the fuck are y'all what are y'all trying to prove? They heard it on Twitter. There was like, hey, look. I saw this hashtag. They saw Overwatch. <laughs> I saw Overwatch. I heard something about drinking. Right. I'm, I'm there. Somebody say Cloudboard. Hopefully nobody came here with the expectation of Cloudboard. Um, shout out to the new listeners, the old listeners, the first times, the last times, the long times. Um, the last times, maybe you're sick of this shit. Who knows? Shout out to everybody on Google uh Spotify, YouTube, uh SoundCloud, a uh, bunch of places. Anywhere anywhere quality content is being disseminated. Shout out to all my niggas on Patreon. Patreon conversation was pretty dope. Patreon conversation was interesting. It was, it was an introductory. You know, my guest I'm rotating my guest host um while D Randall is away working on working with Radio Galaxy upcoming radio galaxy album in 2023 um so i you know it was a little get to know you session you know i think they're i i think they're comfortable with you at this, at this point um i feel known <laughs> see <laughs> um let's see what um oh um what is your uh what is your mental health like right now one to ten one to ten we do that you know um my mental health is a direct reflection of how much money is in my wallet. So oh boy. Given that payday was on Friday, my mental health is an 11.3. And uh, after I pay my bills on Monday, it'll be probably about a 7.2. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm hitting that. I'm at that. I'm at that 11 to seven uh, point right now. My little, my little income came in and it's almost out the door. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Um, It'll hold me over. Um, happy to have income at all. Um, let's see my mental, which makes my mental health. I think it. Right, I think right now I'm probably. It was probably. It probably went from an eleven to seven. When you see how fast that shit goes, right? I think that's the depressing part about it. Yeah, it's man. Like you feel so good when it's there, but it's the rate at which it goes down, and you you know you have to build back up. To Correct. It again, and it's Correct. Like, come on, man. And, you know, I had to set an appointment to get my hair done. And they wanted to deposit. And, oh, my God. We have a whole Patreon episode about black hair and how crazy it is now. Um, he's never – I don't think Fluent's seen me with locks yet, but there are locks under here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. I, I started coming thing. back out the house again. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were at the thing. Okay, cool. Um uh, giving flowers while people are here. Flowers go to Deontay Wilder. Congratulations on your win. The real life Clubber Lang. <laughs> um, this nigga, uh, that nigga fought. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Hellenius. 
Um, first of all, I think that's false advertising. Hellenius, that just sounds like some shit off of like Troy or Spartacus. Sounds like sounds like one of a handful of white boys that's ready for combat. And to be fair, Hellenius is not a bum. Let me put it that way. He's not a bum per se. However, Deontay Wilder dropped this nigga in literally two minutes and like 30 seconds. I mean, that's that's pretty nice. In the first round. Especially someone whose profession is, uh, oh. Right. <laughs> two minutes in, this man's ass was on the ground, period. I, God, he gave him the hands, a nice lean-in dark skin punch. My, wait. Is that a jab because I'm light-skinned? No. No. Okay. The only light-skinned people we really make fun of are like are probably Drake and Amanda Seals. I mean, these are these are valid points. Mostly Drake. Baby. <laughs> Wait. Wait. Why is that queued up? <laughs> I forgot to warn you about that one. They, they like that sound effect. <laughs> we have a we have a recurring segment called Drake Watch. Man. For no reason at all. We have a recurring segment called Drake Watch dedicated to, what is, the, what is my line? What Drake is doing, who Drake is doing it with, and whether or not there are coded messages to Rihanna in it. Baby. Look, I, got some, <laughs> look, I, can, tell, I can tell you some stuff about Drake and Rihanna behind the scenes. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, we were supposed to get that shit on Patreon. What the fuck? <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, Wilder... I. I love that the road, like, I don't even want to call it the road back for Wilder okay. because Wilder has improved with each fight over the past two or three fights. Okay. Okay. Like, and I like, and, and also it was him getting, it's, he's been getting used to his new team and kind of the new regimen that his new team is implementing. And the new style. And then mm. definitely in the new style. Shout out to Malik King Scott. Um, his uh his his trainer that heads up his team, um, he said a great thing that I'll never forget. That is completely unrelated to boxing. Um, he has it on his hat that says, "Um, whatever. If you heard anything bad about me, believe that shit and leave me the fuck alone." Oh, huh. oh my! <laughs> I love it. I love it. Man, look that. But I like his new team, and I like and and I like a lot of it because Malik King Scott has learned from a lot of, um, the the kind of greats in boxing training, um, uh, uh, Coach Robinson, mm-hmm. a couple of those guys got a lot of good shit to say, and um, if he is implementing half of that into Wilder's regiment, which I've seen, I've seen some of the practice, he seems to be. Mm-hmm. Wilder has come at, he, he went into that last Fury fight A whole different nigga Yeah but when he went in He didn't feel He didn't seem comfortable when I was watching it I'll give you, you know that I mean? he, I'll give like, you that He was not comfortable with the new regimen that, w- that was the transition period Where he was starting to Okay I'm gonna I'm gonna actually take what I'm learning And finally apply it, in, it But he just didn't feel like he was in his own skin Like he was trying to force Right this new style, right? And, and he and he seemed. I just that, wasn't a fan of that particular fight. And he was at his most comfortable. I feel when he was doing what he knows, which is throwing hurt bombs. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Because if you can't say anything else about Wilder, Wilder has that power. Yeah, yeah. And Fury could not mount a proper defense for that power. I'll say that. Because he put Fury because he put Fury down once. Yeah, but Fury's a that's a that's a big that's man. a big I was <laughs> so saying that is a man. that is a big motherfucker, bro. <laughs> And you know, and so I'm any you know the listeners know I'm I'm always very fascinated with boxing and with MMA, um, and I implement that into some of my workouts, and um, so I'm always very interested in the science of it. And for me, also four sequels in there. Anyone getting punched in the face, signing up to get paid to get punched in the face is a fucking champion to me because a lot of you have never been this in the age of the internet a lot of you have never been punched in the face facts it hurts so bad it, <laughs> it's, it's not the impact that hurts it's the brain rattling around correct after. it's that wait, wait. <laughs> correct that recalibration that, that windows reboot something <laughs> <laughs> um and i gotta tell you um Dropping a nigga in the first round in two minutes, everybody's like, oh, that's not going to – see, that's not going to help him going forward with his fundamentals. Fundamentals are the reason he won that match because mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of what leads up to those one-punch incidents is footwork and him being able to read the language of his opponent's footwork. Exactly, and to be able to position yourself in a way where you have the advantage to utilize that strength, which is his power. And right? once they start moving with that rhythm, you just see your mo- you can just see your moment and what they call decide. You can decide on your opening and when you want to end this. And he and and he ended it. And I I didn't realize Hellenius for all his for all his good intentions and his good fundamentals was going to have a trash chin like that. Um. So. Salute to Deontay Wilder. Um, I'm I'm really rooting for him and his road back. Uh, his fights are the closest thing I've seen. His the wild uh, the Fury fights are the closest thing I've seen to like a fucking Creed movie. <laughs> Have you seen the trailer for Creed Three, bro? Uh, yeah, I saw the trailer and I am excited, very excited for Black Panther Three: Killmonger versus <laughs> Kang <Kane> the Conqueror. <laughs> Wait, that's what you said. That's what you said, right? No, that it, it's being framed as Killmonger versus Kang, and we might as well. Um, but I'm really I, there's a lot I was happy about in that trailer. I'm a big fan of Creed movies. Um, Michael B. Jordan is going to be uh, directing this one. Oh, oh, you didn't know that? This is his directorial debut. Interesting. That could. That could explain why some of the stylistic differences already feel divergent from the previous two Creed movies. So, I forgot the name of the guy who did the second one, which I really enjoyed. I was surprised at how much I enjoyed that one. Um, Ryan Coogler, of course, in the first one. Mm-hmm. It occurred to me that Michael B. Jordan has learned has probably learned a lot because most of his biggest movies are with Coogler, are with Ryan Coogler. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, he's that's been like the duo, and him. Surrounding him, I, and I like that we we're getting opportunities to do that. Surround yourself with people who know what the fuck they're doing. Surround yourself with good, 
with people that can leave you good habits. And no matter what you think of Michael B. Jordan's acting, I don't really give a shit about that. And I have reasons I don't give a shit about that is no matter what you think on that perspective, this is where a lot of white people get in and make their directorial debuts because people had the same shit to say about Ben Affleck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And as it turns out, Ben Affleck is a wonderful director. Not not the greatest actor, except for you know a couple I like some, choice I, scenes. I you know what I I think since he started directing, I think that he, has he, improved he, his acting. I'll agree with that. I will agree with that because I like much more shit from when he from bef- from after he started directing than before. Uh, what was it when he was like in uh, Jay Jay and Silent Bob? Um, oh, that's a few of them you can name. Uh, what um um uh, Chasing Amy. Yeah. Chasing Amy, Jersey Girl. Um, I like those okay, but The Town is probably one of my favorite movies of all time. Interesting. All, one of my all-time fucking favorite movies. Just a just a really good modern-day crime drama. I love that shit. Bank robbing, shit like that. I, I love that shit. And they did it really well. Like, I, I, think, I, I think I know that movie front to back. No, I, I've never seen it, so maybe that's one of those things I'll add to the queue. You sh- definitely should. I think it's on Netflix. Um, I have that. There you go. You got a good cast. John Hamm is in it. Blake Lively's in it. Jeremy Renner. Um, I love Hawkeye. See, there you go. Hawkeye's in it. Um, this is pre-Hawkeye Jeremy Renner. Um, honestly, that was the movie I saw, and I was like, oh, yeah, he's going to be a good Hawkeye. Interesting. But I thought they were going to go more with the, the comic version of Hawkeye, which is a fucking mess. But um, I'm happy with it either way. Um, let's see. What else we got here? Oh, going into Humans Ain't Shit. The Humans Ain't Shit portion of the show. Um, so I didn't have anything written down for Humans Ain't Shit. And this is, and I don't want to, you don't know this, but. I'm not one of these like manosphere safe space for men to shit on women podcasts at all. I, I do know that. Okay. Well, you know me. Exactly. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. You know me. Um, so my issue, I, and so, uh, you know, this is, this is largely a space where we appreciate where we defend and where we um, advocate for the humanity of black women. Absolutely. But I do also always want to advocate for mental health and camaraderie amongst men that doesn't hinge on that. Because it's independent, and it's better that we take accountability and get healing for ourselves right? instead of trying to push that off on them. As a responsibility, as a right. burden, et cetera. And as a result of that, no, you no, you're right. And as as a result of that, one of the things that I wanted to I someone on I and someone on TikTok said this, and I think I posted it, and it was one of the most brilliant things I've heard in these gender war discussions. Accountability, some when when men say they're looking for accountability in women because all the women I know are very self-aware very self-aware even in their faults and frailties which we all have because we're human 
I think that men are looking for the wrong, uh, are using the wrong word. In what aspect? Y'all aren't looking for accountability with women. Y'all equate accountability with punishment. No. Well. And they are not synonymous. Agreed. Agreed. I know what you're talking about because I've seen that in the discussions in social media. And I can agree with that, y'all. I think I probably agree with what you mean in terms of taking accountability, in terms of owning up to the decisions that were made by the person. Because one of, as an example, one of the things that used to drive me nuts with a college level relationship. Okay. um, My ex at the time would say something along the lines of, I want to express this to you because this is how I feel, but I don't want to come off as a bitch. Mm. And it was like trying to separate that space of, no, nah, that's how you really feel. Don't worry about how you come off. Right. Just, your, feelings are, your feelings are valid. Your feelings are always going to be valid because that's how you genuinely feel. Right. Now, can you feel a way about something based off of the information that you have and maybe that information needs to be expanded upon? Mm-hmm. Does that change anything? Yes, no, maybe. Who knows, right? So being able to separate the perception of having feelings is, is a thing that needs to be taken into account when you're looking at when a man says, I want women to be accountable, but then you're expecting a result to happen from the accountability. Right. Like she said this. So that means something needs to happen. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that, right. That there, there needs to be some type of result from that accountability. And that's, that's that, not the case. That's what I'm getting towards. Like men always like men like to do this thing where it's like women are tired of being disrespected or are tired of the amount or the lack of respect they're getting they've gotten in a previous relationship or that they've gotten from the men that they've dated up to a certain point. Okay. And as, because we are humans and we are supposed to improve, you take those things, you implement going forward. And now it's like, now I want to be treated X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. What men do is they hear that and they go, well, and they, they internalize that. And they see a woman who maybe went for a dude who turned out to be not so good for her. They, and they take this narrative of, oh, well, you dated, oh, well, you dated this bad boy, or you dated this thug nigga, you dated this, that, and the third. And now that you've gotten disrespected for it, you now you now you want good things to come to you. And you don't deserve that because you dated X, Y, and Z, and you didn't date a nigga like me. That's that's asking someone for punishment. Guess what? Life doesn't work that way, guys. Every so often, something bad will happen to someone, mm-hmm. and the universe will decide it's time for them to experience good things. Wow, the shock that someone should deserve something good after after something after bad. enduring something horrible, you know. <laughs> and Y'all feel like, oh, well, you wanted this bad boy in your 20s or you wanted this bad boy whenever you wanted, whenever you were looking for that. You've come into your own as a woman. And now you want a better, uh, now you want a better man or a different man. And, And sometimes men do this too. 
you want a different partner to implement to help implement something different in your life or set a different or new standard in your life and you tend to feel like those women don't deserve that because they've done x y and z in the past and that's just not right that's not how the world works and it's not how morally we should work as people I think I've seen a post that talked almost like that where it was a man saying that women will, you know, date some type of bad guy in their 20s and then in the 30s they want the best of of someone and they don't deserve that because they've ruined themselves. I think that was the word that was put in the I hate post, that shit. That they've ruined themselves. And I now hate that it's shit. It's up to somebody else to, to rebuild them. Shout and out like, to and shout out to Get Snow Pussy Twitter, by the way. I haven't had no sex. Oh my god. <laughs> I need some I need <laughs> sir, <laughs> sir, I need some warnings for the for these drops. That's the that's the that's the best way to implement them. <laughs> I haven't had no sex. Look, I I, I co-signed that one. <laughs> it has been a hot summer. These I, I and I feel like these are people that just don't want and and I get it because sometimes because sometimes life does hit you that way. Now that's oh, that's messenger. That happens. Um life does sometimes hit you that way. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you are in a situation you shouldn't have been in and there are consequences. But there was nobody over your shoulder hounding you making themselves the sheriff or the arbiter of your consequences. Oh, absolutely. Who the f- and I always wonder about this with the accountability police. Who the fuck are any of you to be deputized the arbiter, the sole arbiter of somebody else's accountability? Accountability is something that you take that you take on within yourself. I mean, that's a conversation you have with you. And nobody else should have to have a say in how you have that conversation, when you have that conversation, or what that conversation sounds like when you have it. True, true. You know what I'm saying? So I think there's a there's there's the self-accountability, and then there's accountability within to your relationship partner, right? Right. So for me, as I work, self-accountability works in documenting how I feel when I feel it. Right. Being able to say, this is my perception of something. This is what makes me upset. This is how I'm feeling jealous. This is how I'm feeling insecure. This is how I'm feeling X, Y, Z, right? And then being able to go back at another point, because I've written this down, and then say, did this actually pan out the way that I was thinking it was? Were my feelings just me overreacting to something that I need to address later? Right? right. So that's that self accountability of just being able to say how I felt in the particular situation. But right. then the partner accountability turns into how did I take these feelings, these thoughts that were internalized, and how did I project them onto my partner through conversation and action? Correct. Did I give them the ability to express this? Or, you know, the, did, did I make a mistake? And need to say, hey, when I did this and I hurt you this way or I did something that made you feel some type of way, Mm -hmm. can you take accountability of the choice to make that decision that affected someone else? Right. 
you right. may have felt valid in the choice, right? Like, it's not sure. saying that your feelings were invalid when you made that decision, but sometimes making a decision from those feelings still affect your partner. Yeah, right. And so you need to be able to say, even though this was a, quote, valid situation, mm -hmm. I felt angry, I reacted in my anger in this way, and now this person is hurt because of the way that I re responded to my anger. 100%. That's where accountability is. It right. doesn't mean that there needs to be a, re a, a a retaliation based off of my response. It needs to be a, now that I've done this, how do we make sure that this isn't something that happens again? And I think that's what gets missed so many times in relationships. I agree. No, I agree. You know, everything you said is on point. But mind I also you, wanted to add. No, no, go ahead. I was just saying, mind you, this is coming from two single guys who really don't have a... Uh, uh, blossoming view of marriage or commitment so right I, <laughs> take all of this with a grain, with a grain of, of salt. salt correct maybe it's no here you you get a, your own yeah. salt shaker <laughs> i got my salt shaker you know what i'm saying like we sit at the table we we got our own salt just just sprinkle he literally has a salt shaker uh we're recording live in what i would consider um, the nicest, the nicest house my circle I, I've ever seen in my circle of friends. Pretty much, this looks like the layer. This looks like an, the, the, I'm convinced that there is Batman gear in the back somewhere. Oh yeah, yeah, that's over in uh, down the hallway. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Um, like the, like everything that I want to do with just my bedroom, he has done just in the in the living room, which is like Jesus Christ. Hey, Siri, um, turn the fireplace on. What the fuck? <laughs> this nigga just turned, this nigga has a voice-activated fireplace. This is what happens when you, when, when you work for a, a organization, um, a well-known organization that, speci that specifically works in space travel and or space exploration. Mm -hmm. Wow, um, and I just wanted to put a pin in the accountability thing, and we can leave it, and we can leave that portion there. Um, the focus on making equating accountability with punishment um, and consequences, I feel like takes away from our ability to to empathize and our ability to show grace. Nobody wakes up in the morning trying to fuck off their life. Nobody. And nobody wakes up in the morning wanting a partner to ruin them. Mm. Whether that be financially, whether that be psychologically, whether that be emotionally. And we've all been there. Yeah. Yeah. Whether we had the best of intentions or not. And not every and and not every partner is so forthcoming and to reveal themselves as a terrible person when you get involved with them, and I think everybody can kind of empathize with that. And I think some people even we lie want, to themselves though, and that's the correct. problem. That's also correct. You know, when you when you, when you want when you see someone that you just feel checks all those boxes for you, and then starts revealing things that you weren't even looking for before. And you want to see the and best the, in them. You want, and then you start seeing the standard that they hold. Though you want to right. hold yourself to that standard. Right. You're like, now I'm I'm around this person that you know makes me feel a way I've never felt before. Fair enough. And then you lie to yourself of, I think I can do this. 
you know, I'm gonna go That's to the fair. I'm gonna go to the gym and I can hit 500 on the bench. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, I'm, we've all been there. I'm not hitting 500. I'm not on the hitting bench. 500. And, oh no. And now I've set myself and my partner up for failure because and, I wasn't honest with myself. And now here you are. Yeah. No, I get it. Um. So I think just going forward, I just I would encourage people to maybe put grace before trying to be judge and jury for someone and we could do a lot better in showing people in showing people grace especially when we've probably been in similar situations if not worse um also shut just the samuelites y'all just don't want happiness y'all don't want happiness and y'all don't want anybody else to have happiness Song of the week, man. <laughs> Song of the week. Um, y'all know how I feel about a Sid feature, bro. Um, uh, Sid, shout to Sid, shout to, shout to the internet. Always a vibe. Always a vibe. Man. Oh, man. I'm telling I'm, you. I'm excited for the Song of the Week. Um, this is Zane featuring Sid. I did not know Zane was formerly of, is in the, the formerly of One Direction, dude. I thought honestly, I thought all their names were Zane. I, I, <laughs> with those little white pop boy, pop boys, I was I thought all their names were Zane, 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 and Zane. <laughs> the podcast cannot see my confusion right now. My face is, is yeah, it's that dude exactly. <laughs> what? Oh, he well, you know, he's going through his black phase. Oh, okay. You so know. That, you know that's how you become successful. Like yeah, yeah, Timberlake. Yeah, you gotta he go through your like, black phase. You you break off. You go solo. You 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 leech off of black culture, and then you and elevate, then, and then you get caught up in some bullshit, and you have to go back and lean. You know they catch you saying nigger or something. You got to go back and lean on your on, on your white people. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like you know I, I like country too. Justin has been Justin has been down. Justin Bieber's been down the block and back so many times. Everybody forgot he definitely said one less lonely nigger. Mm. Did you know about that? I, I just never paid attention. To we'll get back Bieber. to that. I never paid attention to Justin. We'll get back to that after we come back from the break. We'll be. Um, this is uh, when love's around by Zayn and Sid. We'll be back with um, more foolishness and fuckery. Um, you are experiencing opinions while black. Let's go.
feels right Never feel that type of way But I need you in my life Yeah, you could be my wife for real Only thing to warm up To show you what it means to love To love I'm missing you tonight I'm wishing you were right here Cause my love's around around by Zane and Sid that's a vibe man I'm telling you every time it really is I as soon as you played it I was like yeah I got to download this to my library add that to the to the list and FYI if you like anything you've heard on this uh, on this show um this includes you this includes the listeners um go to Spotify type in opinions while black featured music and you will get our playlist full of um pretty much all of our picks um, over the past 200 and, one episode. and beyond episodes. Um, it's like 12 hours of music mm-hmm. from like literally from episode one. So it's on Spotify. It's on Apple. It's Opinions While Black featured music. Um, there's more than enough. There's more than enough music on that playlist to make a playlist out of the playlist. Like I'm about to make a whole Batman configuration of the house where I just have to tell Siri that it's Opinions While Black and then it's going to go like black lights. The lights are going to dim out. And then like the opinions while black music playlists see, is start playing see, in all the rooms. You know see. what I'm saying? And, 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 and I, my, my recommendation, go to it, put it on shuffle. Just let, it, just, just let it take you somewhere. Find something you like. Absolutely. Let it vibe. Because every time you play something, it's just like I'm right there with you. When you go to the grocery store, it's great for grocery store shopping. Um, I've tested it out. is is held up on road trips. Um, is held out on uh, weekend getaways. All that shit. Um, opinions while black featured music playlist available Spotify and Apple. Um, what do we got here? Okay, so we don't have an RIP section this this week. Thank God. Thank God um, for the living. Thank God for the living. Um, I do want to. Um, we we did it last week. I definitely want us to hold up some prayers and hold up some consideration. Uh, last last episode, it was for Ray J. This week is for um, uh, YK Osiris. That's who it is. 
Uh, YK Osiris, um, pretty well known rapper, um, was on. He was on live recently, and basically he was. Yeah, you know, he's a young kid. A lot of it sounded coming from a young perspective, and he was kind of like, I don't get love from this rapper. I don't get love from this crew. I don't get love from these people. And he named people like Drake and a couple other people Mm -hmm. and was like, if I'm not, I don't feel it, and I'm not getting any love, and maybe I'm not getting any love from these listeners, and what's the point of me even living anymore, man? And (sighs) that validation is social media puts them in that position. Yeah, it's a hard thing because your comparison is a thing, right? Right. Right. And so you start looking at where 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 are you getting your quote likes from? Likes translate to your business model because if you don't have the likes, if you don't have the viewership, if you don't have the subscriptions, then people don't even want to do business with you. If it's not reflected in the analytics, it doesn't matter. And then, so it, it, it's easy to feel insignificant when all you right. know is the digital life. But then when you try to expand that to the personal connection, right? So when you, have, when you have a young person talking about, I'm not getting validation from the mentors. Right. The people I look up to. Right. What that makes me think is what are the personal relationships that, that is this person already not getting validation from? Correct parent figures either mother or father you know what i'm saying uncles you know like the yeah you know you know what i'm saying there's a deeper thing there yeah of course that that put that that value into you because for me i really don't care what anybody else thinks because my parents already set me up in a particular way so i move in a way right where i'm either comfortable or uncomfortable based off of my own decisions not based off of how anybody else feels about me so, I say all the time, man, validation is for parking. Huh? Accept yourself. Yeah, you do. You're, you're always going to be better off accepting yourself. But every, like you said, everybody's not, everybody doesn't have that wasn't same. instilled with that early on. Exactly. And especially, we have to understand, see, we come from a generation where we remember life before the internet. And we definitely come from a generation where a lot of times we were left to our own devices. On the internet? Not on the internet necessarily. Oh. See, <laughs> where we were left to our own devices, and I, I know for me, I come from a generation of uh, I'm going to work, lock the door. Yeah, lock the door and don't answer the phone, and I, you just had to, you just had to be trusted to act right, not break shit, and uh, know how to make a fucking sandwich. And you didn't, and I mean, you could talk on the phone with your friends, maybe if it was the summertime, but like, you, you know, you had to, you had to make do and you had to be your own instillment of confidence. Yeah. Tell them kids to get off your lawn, bro. <laughs> I'm, and, and don't get me wrong. I understand how the internet has made us all closer and I appreciate it, mm-hmm. but I was talking about this. On the last episode, is that? I, well, I was talking about this on 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 Patreon. I call it content love. Mm. You can't get caught up in content love. You appreciate what the you appreciate your audience and you appreciate people that have invested that invest in your journey, and that's what they're doing every time they turn this on to get them through a commute, to get them through their shift, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. But. 
you can't internalize it so much that that becomes your purpose. That you live and die on it. Absolutely. Like it's the bone. It should. So content me, and content hate. Content hate goes the same way. It should be. It should be the bonus, right? Correct. Like I love as an artist when I get respect from other artists, so I can understand where he's saying I'm not. I'm not feeling the love from right. other artists and and what he considers his community. Right. Right. One of the dopest things for me is when a mentor type artist said, you're my favorite poet. You know Bruh. what I'm saying? So for, for, for seven to say that, not just like Shout personally, out to seven. man, cele- poetry celebrity. Uh, royalty in this motherfucker. For, for seven to say that at a show when he was introducing me. Yeah. And they say, I don't care if I catch flack for it. I need y'all to know. I was like, hey, look, <laughs> hold on. Let me let me rearrange some things. Let me reset the mental, right? So I can get where a young person is expecting that. Right. And you're wanting to get that validation. And you're not always and you're not always gonna get it. But you're not always gonna get it. And and you your your craft, your lifestyle shouldn't be governed by whether you get the validation from the people you, you want it from, the audience, or your mentors, people, your peers. You have to do it for yourself. You have to do it for Correct. yourself. You have to love what it is that you're doing. You have to love the, the process of what you're doing. And that's how you get into that development where your art draws people in. Not not you as the person, not you as the the insecurities that you have, et cetera. Cause I can tell you a lot of these a lot of these uh podcasters is part of it is why they burn out fast is they get caught up in content love and they get caught up in con and some of them I'm again not naming any names, but there are some there are some Houston podcasters definitely guilty of this. They get caught up in in, in content love and they get and they burn out fast because they're trying to make a lot of a lot of sides happy. And they get caught up in, and they they get caught up in being out and networking, and maybe they don't feel as loved as they do on with the with the feedback on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, they expect to get somewhere and feel like a celebrity. Um, they don't account for the saturation in the past couple of years with mm-hmm. podcasting, and. They end up not feeling that love, and so when it was the only thing driving you to begin with, now you don't have that, and so you have a lot of people that burn out in like twenty episodes. Wow. And so the reason why I say wow is, in some aspects, twenty episodes seems like a lot, given that we were talking about anime earlier. I have, I have, I have said before that I feel like when you get into the double digits is when people start taking your content seriously. Yeah, but but you're in. Episode 201 now. <laughs> Hit them with the air horns. You're, you're in syndication territory. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm going to keep coming back to that. I'm going to keep coming back to that. So like there's a, there's a consistency that has to go into the development. Consistency right? is absolutely every, is absolutely, I'll say it's 60 to 70% of podcasting. Think, think of if you were a, Musician, mm-hmm. artist putting out an album, then an episode would almost be like a single. 
Yeah. Right. In terms of you're putting in this work and now you're putting out 15, 16 singles for a release project. So you, yeah. now you're in that 20, 15 to 20 episode range. Yeah. Right. Yep. So if you have a young artist who's talking about, I'm not getting the love from the big, the big people like Drake mm-hmm. and he's only 40 episodes in. <laughs> There's there's not a mu- there's not a lot of road behind him. Correct. He has, he's still got a, quite a bit of a journey to go. Correct. Not everyone's going to blow up immediately just because they put their first big signed album out, their big release out, their big videos out, their big budget out. Money and exposure doesn't translate to instant success. And 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 with that and with those victories of. There are things where you consider them victories because they instill confidence. I'm t- I'm 200 episodes in. Yeah. Nobody can tell me. Well, I won't say nobody, but there are people that could have told that that could have gotten away with telling me shit at the beginning of this journey at that can't 20. tell that can't tell me shit now. Absolutely. You burned out in 50 episodes. There are people in the in the podcast community right now. Not saying any names. That jumped out here and talked a lot of shit. I might. I, I think I did. I think I did touch on this last week, maybe or last episode, maybe. That jumped out here and called and called podcasts like us gossipy and all that shit, and had things to say about our format and wanted to be educators and whatever. And they jumped out there with that format and they pivoted right right around to the least common denominator. A few episodes in because they weren't getting the clicks that they were originally getting. Oh my! I said it, and it's true. And they and they jumped into that same manosphere bullshit. It, they okay. jumped into that same. <laughs> they, they jumped into that same. They want to be a safe space for niggas, but the only safe space when the only safe space you have is the shit on women. So you, they were that's record- not a safe space. They're recording their podcast in the car. Is that what you're saying? So they, they sit in the car and... They might as well. They're running some errands and they're like, let's, they, let's do this podcast real quick. They might as well call it the Derek Jackson Variety Hour, bro. <laughs> I, I And it was like, damn, how, how far the mighty have fallen. Oh, my. And so I, I'm proud that we've stuck to a format and morals that we like. Me, me and Randall don't socialize much. And so that, but to bring that back around in the conversation, that comes with, that builds a confidence. Mm-hmm. We, this is what we do. Exactly. You, you have, saw, when you saw, when I walked in that door, you saw me come right, I saw a table, I saw some plugs, I came right, and I got, I got right down to setting up. That's because he has a studio in his bag. I need you to understand that. Like, it's literally a studio bag. This man pulled out a whole... Laptop recording oh, session, headphones, <laughs> the mixing board, got the cables running all over my my kitchen table. It's not a kitchen oh, table anymore. Give this man the fucking air horns. I I tried to take a selfie. Like, look, I'm recording the podcast. My friend said, "Why you got so much seasoning in your studio?" Because <laughs> <laughs> again, oh shit, take everything with a grain of salt. That is that is the name of this episode. Seasoning <laughs> in the studio. Um, uh, 
If Randall's listening, go ahead and mark it. <laughs> um, so to bring that all around, there's a confidence that comes with doing this for any amount of time. And it's a confidence that I walk into that I walk into a client's room with. Mm-hmm. It's a confidence that I walk into a new up and coming podcaster's uh, studio with. Mm. And so, like I said, I have a studio. In my, it's a it's a confidence that I take everywhere with me, and no one can no one can I, you can show me a diff, a different scenario, but nobody can talk me out of me. And nobody and I I'm never gonna take that content love or that content hate or that constructive criticism so internally that I not for this at least we all have our little hangups. Yeah, but with this. You're never going to bring me to a point of why should I even live? And for him, I think because he's young, Mm -hmm. he's gotten a lot of fame in a little bit of time. Mm. But there's expectations that come with that fame, though. There's there are expectations. But the other problem is, is that nobody trains you to be a celebrity. No, not at all. I nobody mean, you not, you not, get to you get to be a celebrity and then people try to streamline you. Let, let me rephrase that. People will train you. Not everyone who is a celebrity purchases the services of proper PR staff. Well, that's true. That's true. Y'all don't have Jamal's anymore. Because if you think about it, when you have somebody who is a celebrity who has proper PR, you got somebody who will have a lawyer on deck and say, that's not something you want to do out loud, fam. Correct. You have somebody who says, this is what you need to take into account in terms of your self worth, your self worth, your self, your self image. Exactly. Um, and so with that, I'm just, I'm just like with Ray J. I mean, YK Osiris has his little issues and he has his little antics. But I don't want to see anything happen to this little nigga. No, not at all. I don't want to see nothing happen to him. I want him to get the confidence to be able to walk differently than that. Um, but that comes with experience. That comes with experience and sometimes taking those lumps and sometimes taking those L's and sometimes and 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 taking the wins, but also taking the wins for what they are. If 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 it's if it's at the point where we're talking about him, then he should humbly be aware that every win small or large yeah matters there 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 are people who care about him personally care about his artistry mm-hmm. who purchase and support him and instead of worrying about the big names instead of worrying about the hate that mm-hmm. that, that at this day and age is so easy to get Correct. You know, you could wear a blue suit on a Wednesday and people will tell you you should have worn a black suit. Correct. Right? Like, I mean, like, yeah, that's the it, Internet. So don't don't take everybody who criticizes you as something as a negative attack. Right. As much as being able to take the winds of here, people who are I had 10,000 people stream my music. Right. Today. Right. Or whatever the metrics are for for artists these days, because the Internet has changed everything. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Um, so I, we do, we do want to po- pass on some positive prayers, um, for healing, for clarity, uh, to YK Osiris. 
stop running up on niggas. But also, just personal advice: stop running up on niggas in the club, telling them to stop selling selling candy, bro. He ran up. He was in the. It, he was in the club and he clowned some dude that was selling like candy or selling something, uh, roses, something. Oh, and he man. clowned him. And was like, get a real job, bro. No, I mean, look. What, however, however, you make money, that money's green, that, just like everybody else's money. That does not hurt someone else. Make your money. You know what I'm saying? Do like, what you got to do, man. Everybody, we're in a recession, bro. Everybody, do what you got to do. There, there, um, there's so many ways to make money, and and because I work for the organization that I do, um, I could work in other organizations, private right. sector organizations. I'm a software engineer, by the way. Okay, so yeah. if I were to do software in other places, I could be making two, three, four times my salary. Damn, exactly. Jesus Christ. Well, I do what I do because I enjoy. The concept and the impact of what I'm doing. Right? right. There are there are reasons why I could not be an entrepreneur. I love that people are entrepreneurs. I I could not depend on interacting with people for a paycheck. <laughs> be going, <it>, son. <laughs> like for me as an introvert, yeah. I hate the stress of having to line up my projects with other people. I love working with someone else who can be the interface to a customer or a client, right. whatever, whatever that process is. Also, shout out to you so, being a black man in tech. Let me just all yeah. the tech. Yeah. Black so, man in tech. We need those. Wrap that back to like selling roses. Man, if that is something that somebody can do, selling candy, selling the edibles, because man, shout out to the edible lady at, at, at the poetry spots. My goodness. <laughs> There's an edible lady now. Oh my! Look, I, I'm telling you, you gotta come back, man. What you the gotta, fuck? you gotta come There's back. An edible lady? There's an edible. Look, she got not just the edibles. She got the teas, and oh my God. and the tea. Look, you gotta, you just gotta sip a little bit, and you good. You know, it helps CBD. me go. Yeah, it helps me okay. go to sleep. Helps me go to CBD. CBD helps me go to sleep. See, there you go. There you mm-hmm. go. Oh man, I gotta come both. Got an edible lady now. I remember they used to just have like a rose, like a like a rose a rose dude, mm-hmm. and a bootleg DVD dude. Hey, but look, so if you got a, a cheap date that you need, you know the rose dude and the DVD dude is a good hookup to have. Uh, look, you know what I'm saying? Because how many guys are buying flowers right now? Don't not it, enough. Not enough, bro. <laughs> we had a we had an, a, a segment about one of my dates. Where I, I I buy flowers and I bought and I bought flowers and just me waiting on my date to show up, people would just walk up to you and go, "Can I ask about the flowers?" Well, you have a date. Oh wow! And then and then some lady brought her daughter over. <laughs> it was like I just wanted you to see this because there are still men that buy men flowers. do this. Men still do this. We got to bring back one. We got to bring back the flowers. Two, I want to say we got to bring back the love letters, but that's going to put some of you niggas at a disadvantage. No, because people have to be able to write and make coherent sentences. Correct. Correct. So, I mean, I've look, seen your tweets. Like, write a love tweet. Write an actual love DM. Don't just be like, you know, hard eyes, whatever. You want to get in the DM? Like, actually send something that matters Bro. in the DM. Express yourself however you are. Not everybody is Use you know, a Pulitzer Adobe. Prize winner. Use Adobe <laughs> to the fullest extent, Bro. That font gonna change everything. Uh, 
I'm, that background gonna change everything. I'm gonna say one thing. I I need to get this off my chest real quick. Do it. Pull the chair out for your date, fam. I went on f- stand up when she goes dates. to the bathroom. Stick. Look. So see now you now you now you talk. This I feel stand like stand up date, when she goes to the bathroom. I feel like we dating ourselves because I was taught even with my mother, and this is how my father was bringing me up. Right. We would go out to family dinner, but if my mother stood up to get away from the, the dinner table for whatever reason, she's going to the bathroom, she's going to go wash her hands, she's going to grab more food from the buffet. My father not only stood up, he made me and my brother stand up. Stand up. Yes, yeah, stand, stand up when up. she leaves and, and stand then up when, when she my mother back. comes back, you get stand the chair for her. So for me, when you're out on a date, you don't just open the door to your car. To every car that you're going, or to every uh, building that you're going into, make sure that you pull her chair and you seat her properly. Now, some of you niggas got now. Some of you niggas' cars is fucked up, so I know you got to go around the other side and open that door. (laughs) (laughs) So I get it. Some of y'all cars is fucked up, so I get it. I don't know what that means. Oh, right, the the astrophysicist over here. No, sometimes some some niggas got fucked up cars, so they got to come around to the to the passenger side anyway to open their door. Mm-mm. Or sometimes they got to open it. The, sometimes they got to open their, They got to open the the passenger door from the in, from the inside, Mm-mm. so they got to crawl across that motherfucker. I know, I know, I know. It's okay. It's okay. Look, look, We're in it, a recession. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Whatever you got to do for that car door to be open. When she gets in. Open her door. It's cool. And when she gets out, help her into the car. Help her out. Close the door for her. Always offer your arm. Even if you got to slam it from the inside. Like, I'm, that's just how I feel. Um, Let's see. What I else? know that's a tangent like a motherfucker. Eh, we do that sometimes. <laughs> we do that sometimes in this podcast. Um, what else do I have here? Okay. So, homecoming is approaching. PV. Uh, calm down. Calm down. I'm sorry. It's next week. I'm- calm down. This is a TSU podcast. That's cute. Um, we're not gonna we're not gonna get into the superiority of TSU over PV because um, there is none. But you know what we love about homecoming. Your, where's your Nike line? We know we know what we love about homecoming. What do we love? We both experience homecoming as HBCUs. That's true too. Also true. Also true. And we can put aside our rivalry to, For to now. uplift For now. black colleges and universities. This is correct. The family experience. The uh, way so, we yes, feel. I, it's a, you're right. You're right. Coming back to the HBCU experience. As y'all know, homecoming is a big deal for me. And I have not been able to attend homecoming the past two years uh, because COVID was real and you niggas didn't know how to sit down. Um <clears throat> And so, um, this will be my first time coming back to the yard mm-hmm. in a in a in a couple of years now, and um, it's gonna be a lot of people's first time back to the yard actually, because outside is open open, and yeah. so PV was shut down for like uh, two years, so we're having our first homecoming since nineteen. I suspected, I, I at the time. I suspected that we weren't going to have this one because because uh, monkeypox was real. But monkeypox flopped. I'm glad. Monkeypox flopped in a motherfucker. Is that really a disease we were rooting for? Like We weren't rooting for it. But when I say it, well, no. When I say it flopped, 
I mean, like, COVID did numbers. COVID was doing triple doubles out here, and monkeypox, monkeypox did no numbers in the first half of the in in the first half of the game. So, look, but it's it's terrifying. It's still to out. Look at. It's, it's still, still out there. there. Please take care of yourselves. Please wash your hands at all times. Stop touching shit. But wait, it has not done. Butts. It has not stopped touching shit. I thought you said stop touching butts, sir. Always touch a butt. Okay, or, you know, wash your hands and the butt first. Wash your hands, preferably make sure the butt is washed. But like, so we're back out. So we're back outside, and I feel like some things need to y'all need to be reminded of some things going into homecoming. On a cultural level. Okay. So on Twitter, somebody, I mean, they, and they got summarily dragged for it. Um, They were like, you niggas 30 and up still going to homecoming, bro? Where you get your money from? And so they got dragged and was like, really? Is this what we're doing 20 and under Twitter? And so... And Ariel, a friend of the show, um, shout out to her. Um, she was on her stories uh, talking about um, whether or not, like, if you if you only went to college for X amount of semesters, and I think in her book it was like two or three semesters, um, should you be going to homecoming? And it's homecoming for people that actually did the work. Here's how I feel. Let, let it be known. I'll jump. In, I'll jump out there. Define the rules of HBCU homecoming. I feel as though, and this is only because, remember, if you're playing Opinions While Black Bingo, I was about to talk about community. As a community-minded individual, homecoming is not just about the students. It's not just about the school. It's about the culture. Mm. HBCU homecoming is something that is so inherently and traditionally ours yeah, yeah from 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 top to bottom that it's so much bigger than that then first of all first and foremost you niggas need to stop the gatekeeping some things need to be gatekept this isn't one of them we should not be gatekeeping each other and in that regard for i know for me TSU homecoming. This is from somebody whose father went to TSU as well. Um, Shout out Legacy. Um, uh, rest in peace, senior. I love you. Um, and being exposed to that early on, the thing that you notice up front is that homecoming isn't just about. It's not just about who who started, who finished, who got this degree, who got this fancy job. Yeah, yeah. That's shit for the real world. I mean, but but even in homecoming, do we even say this is not like I don't know. For me, growing up, culturally, watching things, consuming, you think you see things like the the high school reunion, and that's where the shit matters, right? Right. Where people are like, "Oh, look who has a family. Look who has the job. Who has this?" But then when you look at homecoming, every time I've been to homecoming. That ain't ever a discussion. The discussion is who got the drinks? Where'd you get the food? Right. Good to see you, fam. And then you just throwing up whatever signs for whatever group you in. 
you partying, you with the booth at the DJ, for you getting drunk and having fun and eating all the food, and and supposedly there's a game that happens. For we, we, oh yeah, there's a there's <laughs> a game at some point, but but you're right, and I I want to touch on that point for like a high school reunion. Yes, a lot of it is about it was one of the last times it was one of the last times you got to be a kid. And you got put out into the real world, and now you're coming back, and everybody gets to see how the real world affected everybody else mm. from that perspective, especially the 20. I passed on my 20. I don't give a fuck about those people. Um, I passed on my 20th because I got invited to a birthday party, and I wanted to cultivate the relationships that I have that are active and current in my life versus revisiting the past. Everybody, well, that's, you know what? Speak on it, son. And. For for me, everybody that I've wanted to talk to since high school, I've talked to, I follow on social media, or I've blocked on social media. Absolutely. Um, if I wanted to talk to you in 20 years, I would have because of the internet. So I passed on that. But, yes, it's an, it's an insight into who you were before the real world hit us all mm-hmm. and you getting to come back and have camaraderie over that. College is a little different. Yeah. College is was your prequel to the real world. And people are coming back to that to take their minds off of the real world. I, I feel like college was a lot of where you defined your identity. Right? Also correct. Like in, in high school was one of those things of you you were kind of like going with the flow of typecasting. But then when you get to college, like the stereotypes are not the same. Right. The the confidence is not the same. The community is not the same. And so you can truly figure out who you are, whether that is something that happens in a couple of weeks or right. a semester, two to three semesters, graduating. Exactly. Right? Like there's, exactly. There's different ways of defining how you define your home and your adult personality your space whether you whether you graduated or not like you may find that this is where you figured out who you were and that college maybe wasn't your shit absolutely and so and and with that because i think there are people because one of the points of higher education isn't just to develop the mindset but to also develop character oh yeah Especially for us. And I feel like there are a lot of people that no matter how much time they spend in college, being having that exposure to somewhere that's by you for you mm-hmm. um, made you a better person. It did for me. It did for me as well. I, I grew up in a majority white suburb mm-hmm. space, right? Like um, when, when I was in Boston, yeah, that was, you know, the the – it was called Mattapan, the mm-hmm. area that I was in, South Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody told me later that it was nicknamed Murderpan because oh, of Jesus. the rates. So it was the reason why my parents wanted to get me out of that type of neighborhood when we moved to the suburbs in Clear Lake, right, of Houston. Oh, okay, you, so you you went straight to somewhere where you would actually hear the R's. It, it, gotcha, gotcha, <laughs> right? we, gotcha. We went from Murderpan to Clear Lake. Right. Right. So now that we're in Clear Lake and I'm and I'm doing all of these things in that space, mm-hmm. I had this limited mindset space or mindset of what it meant to be black. Right. Because to be black was the 
the interactions that I see on the media and the couple of people that I would run into primarily with church. Right. But then go to an HBCU and see the full diversity of our culture to see how everything flourishes and, and, and how wonderful we as a people are. We are correct, man, man, like that. If I, I I feel like my life would be completely different if I had gone to any other type of university other than the HBCU. I wanted to go to Boston College. So glad that didn't happen. Really, my mom went to BU. I wanted to go to Boston. See, I I, I was see I was down for Boston College. I think I was I think maybe Southwestern. Okay. No, no, Northwestern. That's what it was. Boston College. It, um, NYU was kind of a pipe dream. Um, I'm glad I got to experience New York the way I did later on in life. Um, you but, like to go to New York though? Hmm. Oh yeah, that's my shit. I'm, I'm I miss it actually. I'm, I'm I want to try to make it back in 2023. You're like one of the few people I know that likes to visit New York. I fuck with. I mean, <laughs> shout to, and shout and because I got people up. Man, shout to all my people up there. Uh, uh, fucking shout out to David and Remy Braff. Shout out to Lee. Uh, shout out to Omar. Hit the mirror, mirror, mirror. All my people out there. They, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I have still, no, you know what? Um, I have still, Omar Holman, mm-hmm. one of my editors over at Black Nerd Problems, he is mad. I, we have, we have still never linked because, how? Because he, so I didn't realize the politics of changing boroughs to meet up. And that it's a lot like negotiating, going like living in Pearland and going to the north side. Me and Randall are south side niggas. Yeah, yeah. We don't north side very often. Neither do I. And so now change that to a not trying to negotiate meeting up to watch the game with a nigga who stays. Oh, where does he stay now? He stays in fucking Manhattan somewhere. That's a, that's the first problem. I hate Manhattan, and trying to negotiate that link up, and he's like, so and and you hear shit that you don't recognize because for me, you just tell me where you are. I have vacation money. I'll Uber anywhere you're at. Uber Uber in New York. You have to now, bro. You have to what do you now, mean? bro. Just get on the subway. No or walk. No, that's over. What, what do you mean? That's old. subway is. It's not dead, but fam. It's worse. Like the pandemic made it worse. Okay. And like niggas are just getting stabbed on the subway now. Like Okay, so when I went on when I the one time I went to New York was in 2011. Fam, you didn't see that shit where they get, where they had a subway and this is good. And we'll, we'll get back to homecoming in a minute. But you didn't see that shit. You didn't see that shit that story where it was a nigga on the subway just sitting there in his seat calmly holding a butcher knife. A butcher knife with dried blood on it, fam. But it's New York. I mean, aren't you supposed to be seeing everything on a subway? You ain't supposed to be seeing that. I'm just saying. And that on top of COVID, on top of MTA is make is is has raised the fares again. Everybody's just happier either on the bus or on an Uber. Have you seen New York traffic though? What? Why would I want to? I. I I'm not even driving. Why would I want to be in that? Let me just at least have the, I'm the type of person. 
it's not worse. Than I will Houston put fifteen. Traffic. I will put fifteen minutes on my commute just if I feel like I'm moving forward and it's, I don't have to wait in the line. It's not worse than Houston traffic, bro. It's not, but you know, because um, they ain't got nowhere to go. They only got like five miles. I get it. Um, but the other, but the other thing I did want to come back to about homecoming is that y'all have to remember. See these young kids. You have to tell them stuff. Mm-hmm. Homecoming is about coming home. Yep. The, the, the you mean the, the alumni? Words? The <laughs> alumni is about coming home. Absolutely. And it's a, and and it really it's about the football team, also coming home from away games. We have football teams. <laughs> Everybody forgets there's a game. Oh gosh! But I mean, I know the band does like their their um, their march and their parade in the morning. You don't know where they're going. <laughs> you know they just be, they just be marching, and then at some point they perform in the stadium, and there's people there already. And I see all we these, know is to turn up. I see these guys in helmets, and are you telling me that that's the football? Game? That's a that's a game. They're going to play a game. Hmm. And um, where is the food at? Where is the liquor at? Preferably at the tailgate. These are the these, these are the, are the real questions. questions. You know what I'm saying? Like, I heard the music. Where is where's the, the food? Where the liquor? And and it's and there's so many more politics to it now because then there's the chick that you wanted to fuck back in the day. Hey, look, we're not getting all that though. That, that's not <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the underwritten rule of homecoming. That's all the memes. There's all the jokes. You already know. It's like, all right, who who, who remember, is in town? Who's still wearing the ring when they come into town? You, what hotel you staying? When you at? get that, when somebody walks up to you, at, when somebody walks up to you at homecoming. And they're like, mm. "Oh, you know, you you know your girl here. Who? 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 I, what? I I have no. Oh girl. man, I I'm not gonna get into my story, but no, Mm-mm. um, not this time. No, but uh, shout out. Well, anyway, no, you that, know what? We no, if I said that, would start some shit. That would start some. No, shit it's okay. Right we now. talk. We talk about homecoming. Tell me about your homecoming girl experience. Ah, so give um, me your opinion. I have a well. I have a couple. I know one for sure. It was a chick that I was that I was trying to shoot to uh-huh. at the time. She was on. She was in like student government back in the day, and um, we were her, politicians. Her friend kept trying to put us together, and we did go out on a couple of dates. I don't know what I said to her in particular that upset her. Hello? I forgot at this point, but it was it, it it was there was some kind of miscommunication in the text message. Gotcha. And so we just it just didn't work it just didn't work out that way. As much as I wanted it to, and she was a nice lady, did not work out that way. No hard feelings. I saw her periodically when she'd be in town at like you know the thirty and up places back in the you know, you'd show somebody Alley Cat, Fox Hollow. Oh oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the good spots. This is the spots, right? Uh, the good spots. The flat, whatever. And I ran into her, and you know, I really, I wasn't, I was on some different shit, so I really wasn't paying her much attention. And I had just done a radio show. I had just done Flash Gordon Parks radio radio show at the time. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Flash Gordon Parks, man. Absolutely. And um, I was sitting with. The homie Amanda. This is this is late. This is late. We had just stood in a long, long ass line for funnel cake. 
We love we, you, Amanda. We sitting on the we sitting on the yard talking, and she just comes up to me out of nowhere. It's like, hi, Oz. Um, what's up? And she looks over at Amanda trying to gauge whether or not this is my date or not. <laughs> not at all. And Amanda will let you think that because she's a fucking hater. Because <laughs> she's a fucking hater and I love it. And this is what we love her for. And she says, I just wanted to say, um, I heard you on uh, Flash's show. And, you know, it was a really interesting interview. And, um, you know, I don't know. We could talk. Maybe we could talk about it a little later. And. Amanda, it, 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 Amanda, just playing her position, just waiting on the signal, because you know she don't give a fuck. <laughs> she doesn't. And she goes, "Hi, I'm Oz's friend." <laughs> and she's like, "So maybe we could talk about it. Maybe we could talk about it sometime. Uh, you know, just your, you know, I just thought it was very interesting. I was like, well, maybe we can do that. Okay, no problem." And it was so funny. We walk away from that, and Amanda was like, she's still looking at you. Mm-hmm. And when I say she gave me, she gave me nothing but static back in the day. And there was conversation had, but there was that. And then Oz, there- you hit your glow up. That's what I'm trying to say. You know what I'm saying? You hit your glow up. I think that's the that's the word that the I don't know the young people that. use, right? They, yeah, you hit your glow up. And there was another young lady that uh, is a rapper now that, um, I don't know. She we we caught up, and she refers to me as her college sweetheart a little bit. Okay, we we was we were never serious, but it, it was definitely consistent. I see you being a sweetheart. Nobody's ever called me a sweetheart before. I'm not. Well, I don't think she meant it that I was actually sweet because I wasn't. I was a fucking douchebag in college. <laughs> and, I've been uh, called that a couple times. <laughs> and I, that's my college douchebag. <laughs> and, you know, she went out of her way. I was talking to a bunch of, I was talking to a bunch of, I was talking to a bunch of, a bunch of people that knew me because my, my picture is, in the student center on the on the in the middle of the collage in the student center to this day mm-hmm. and some people wanted to get a picture with me it was like that's that nigga from the from the collage and she came up to me and they knew her from her rap career bet i was like how the fuck do you know her and it was like that scott pilgrim moment Scott used oh, to. Oh my god! Uh, Scott oh. used to date her. The fuck? <laughs> I used to watch that. Uh, talking about uh, the actor when he popping up from the scene, right? Uh, you got what was it? Chris Evans. Yeah. Talking about yeah, I used to date this famous person, and so now you have to fight him. But you always run into those people, and there's one chick that I have not run into to this day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that I have not run into to this day, probably. That would only, with the way my love life is right now, that would only start trouble. Oh, my. So I'm probably going to be high, I'm high and too high and drunk um, to to do the link ups this year. <laughs> hey, look, but that's the best part of homecoming is when you run into the people who you saw one way when you were a younger person mm-hmm. and you see either the, those, those, 
feelings that were not quite requited at the time. Yeah. Right. Or you see like how somebody glows and grows into the, to their own position. Right. You know, right. they glow up, that grow up. Right. Right. Um, when you, when you see that person who is, uh, always been down for you too. Right. You know, sometimes you got those, those, those situations. That's true. That's true. You got, you got some people that's like, man, you know, I come for this person. I've been down, will be down. It's been 20 years. <laughs> we could be 50, 60, 70 more years. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is always good to see them people that you don't always get to see. Cause I, I'm, I've been getting messages for the last Three, four weeks talking about homecoming. Just, are you going this year? Are you going this year? Are you going this year? I'm trying to be there with you, bro. We're like, what we doing? And this is the thing that the young people don't understand is that they're all caught up in, oh, oh, you're, oh, you're 30 plus. Why are you here with us kids? We ain't worried about you niggas, bro. That's why they got the rest of the week. Not only do y'all have the rest of the week. I mean, I'm- we're here for, we are here. For all of the old link ups. We're exactly. here for all the old drama. We're here for all the wait, wait, we're here wait, to get why the drunk. Drama? Not that, not, that not literally the drama, but I, I like the drunk part and the link up part. I don't know about the drama part. There, there, yeah, there, not literally. There's not a lot of drama. <laughs> we're here for that shit. We ain't worried about you niggas. We ain't worried about you young niggas. I'm, we don't even know any of the songs the the people at the homecoming concert are singing. You know, and it's funny. I don't know who the fuck Rob Four Nine is. I, I remember as an undergrad and being at homecoming events and seeing these like adults that was like fifty, sixty years old, like mm-hmm. in the baby dome at Prairie View, and you know we got like our music playing and they just looking confused, but they still rocking and stuff. And it's just like, what are y'all doing here? But then now that I've graduated and I'm older, I get it now yeah. because it's that connection of where we are at the current university level versus when they were there. The things that, that happened mm-hmm. when I was an undergrad are not the same. We got so many different developments that are going on at Prairie View. I'm sure that's the same way at like all the different, you know, universities around it's the a bunch of shit look different you know, TSU. You you updating dorms, you updating the the campus, you updating curriculum patterns. Right. And so you got these alumni who are coming back, they seeing what the university where they made a memory yeah. where they made a formative memory right where where they're donating right because universities are being run off of alumni donations correct the, so so, so what is exciting, the, unlo- the alumni energized exactly um and also just to put a pin in all this TSU's homecoming TSU is in the heart of third ward it is the one time in the year where an event where an event is happening and and people just there's a silent understanding that there's not going to be any real static ain't no guns but and no guns busting no real no real major fights popping off that can't be broken up easily mm. um and it's a peaceful time so i i i love that for the community because it's a i i consider homecoming a community event and it's something that if you're black and you live in a city with an HBCU, you just know. It's it's the cookout that everybody invited to. Correct. Correct. Right there. That's 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 what you were saying to me. Um I did want to talk about so I realize we're all burnt out on Kanye. Uh Randall <laughs> Randall has been burnt out on Kanye. <laughs> I, I feel like I burned out before before Randall, could to be honest. Like 
this is a this, like this is a four year old podcast. Randall was burnt out on Kanye three years ago. Yeah, no. Um, when when did Kanye's mother die? Probably. Um, that's got to be a decade ago. There, that's it. Um, because it was one of those like I understand how grief works, right? Mm-hmm. And so giving grace towards the grief, sure. But then when the antics started intensifying in right. swings. And so it was like, if you're if you're one aspect of the right and one aspect of the left, and you're swinging as a pendulum between, and you're not even stable between what it is that you say that you're looking for, mm-hmm. then it just became well, like, I, I, I for me, it and just became hard to like, and and that's continuously support. Sure, no, I get it, and that's why we. I'm saying we don't have to talk about Kanye's antics in particular because. I feel like we're at a point now where Kanye is going to Kanye and things are going to, ha- and he's going to do whatever he's going to do. But I feel like there's, there's more, I feel like there's productive conversation in kind of the cultural ripple effects that happen around Kanye. It's like the Marvel universe. Yeah. So like- we don't necessarily have to talk about the snap. We talk like the Marvel universe usually talks about is usually what the things that are happening in the wake of the snap or in the wake of the death of Tony Stark or whatever. I saw a post where mm-hmm. someone said, Kanye is fighting the Illuminati in front of us. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And I was like, Wanda, Wanda did it better. <laughs> I was saying, I was saying. Wanda fought the Illuminati better. I'm if sorry. If this is him fighting the Illuminati, he's going to get folded. <laughs> Fuck that shit. <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, yeah, I was, you know, we, it, it, it's it, just on a real quick on a Marvel tangent, real quick. All you Hulk dissenters or whatever dissenters, shut the fuck up! I, I hate this new shit now where people are going back to the Ed Norton Hulk and they're all like, "Oh man, I wish we had that Hulk back. That Hulk would have that Hulk would have destroyed Thanos. No, that Hulk would have got his ass folded too. Shut the fuck up." He would have got his ass folded. He he couldn't fight the abomination. I feel like the people that don't understand why Hulk got folded by Thanos with a power ring already don't understand Thanos as a general concept or understand where mentally Hulk was because Hulk ain't never lost until he got to that position. Tell me you you don't like. These niggas, tell me you don't read comics without telling me you you don't don't read read comics. comics. Thanos, some of the most powerful Avengers have had to like dogpile on Thanos. All together. I'm talking about Hulk, Hyperion, um, Thor, all literally dogpiling this motherfucker. And I've seen it. I, I I can show you the panel. And you're talking about Ed Norton Hulk. I could go into my whole thing about why this Mark Ruffalo Hulk is completely reasonable and more in line with the comics than y'all think. I might save that for Patreon because y'all niggas are so simple. But uh, Ed Norton Hulk would have got his ass folded like a fucking chair. Fuck y'all. Fuck, fuck y'all. Um, but can, can you just do that on the Patreon where I come back? 
I want to be in on that conversation. I'm I mean, always, I even, I'm always, always happy to, to have that conversation. Let, let me be a fly on the wall for that I don't conversation. Wanna, you know what I don't want to because I don't want to get too MCU because that's when the pussy that's when the pussy dries up. As far as the listeners, the easiest, easiest way to dry the pussy up is is to get too deep in the weeds about MCU or hip hop. She Hulk. I have not finished She Hulk. I I got one more episode. Okay, I I enjoyed She Hulk because I did enjoy She Hulk. You know. Absolutely, I enjoyed absolutely it was hilarious. I love how it makes fun of. It's just like the comic the concept of the MCU. Yeah, it's just like the, it's the like the comic. Same thing. I love it. Yeah, very John Byrne. Um, yeah, but not to get too deep in the weeds there. But so you talk about so you're not necessarily discussing the snap, and you're not necessarily discussing the events of Endgame. You're discussing the ripple effects and and the way the world is affected by these things. And so that's how I feel about Kanye. Kanye is just an event at this point. He's made himself into an event. And we're just kind of in the in the throes of that event. And so with that, the Drink Champs interview. Okay. I y'all know the, I'm not y'all know I'm not a fan of Drink Champs. The one that Nori is doing a apology tour. Has ta- has <laughs> has has apologized for after taking it off the internet. Wow. Um yeah, he took it down. How does that make you feel as a podcaster yourself, though? Like, if here we so go. For, so for me, being a guest host mm-hmm. for your show, mm-hmm. you were two hundred and one episodes deep. Correct. Before the fluent one ever touched this mic, this is true. Now, if I were to say some Kanye shit, mm-hmm. how would you feel? As that wouldn't happen. Here. A cura- I mean, but if I was a curator, I mean, you were the curator, right? Yeah. And 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 I'm coming in on my Kanye shit. And I'm about to say some space lasers and grasshoppers. There and, would have been some pushback. Oh, okay. There would have been some pushback. So it would have been the verbal pushback, and that's where you feel like Nori, cha- Nori well, failed. Well, no. I mean, there's there's failure before you even get to Kanye saying a word. Okay. First, you took the interview. I'm, but it's still Kanye. Here's the there's problem. Cap, there's capital in Kanye. Here's, there, there's was, cap, there was capital in there's Kanye. There's still capital Here's the problem. in Kanye. Here's the problem with that statement, and this is where I'm going to push back for you. So, we have, is it Adidas? Adidas don't want to fuck with him. Adidas. Uh, we have Maverick, who um, took down or did not air um, that episode of The Shop all together. With Kanye? With Kanye. Okay. Maverick and LeBron did not air that episode. Uh which was kind of fucked up because there was some other. I think I think there was some other people on that episode um, so that we just, probably would have wanted to hear from, like Jeezy. Or, um, so they just cut the episode all together just because Kanye was in it. All together, all together. That's that's the first signal. Charlemagne told y'all to stop talking to this nigga when Charlemagne did. When Charlemagne feels a way about not taking an interview, that's a big deal. Char- Charlemagne will talk to any fucking body. So, question though. Is, does that come down to a level of gatekeeping? We were talking about gatekeeping earlier. Yes and, and so, no. Here's and, why. And, and so that's why I want to see what your difference is in opinion of how does this not gatekeeping? We have to stop talking to Kanye. That's the way I feel. And here's, the, here's why I feel that way. Mm-hmm. Kanye, as it was, when he was halfway in his right mind, only really talked to us and addressed us when he was trying to sell us something. Mm, 
By us, you mean the black community. By us, I mean people that look like you and me. Gotcha. Only addressed us when it was time to sell us something. Well, I got an opinion about that. It, I'm, believe me, it's probably the same as my opinion about that. But, so as it is, he was showing us how much he gave a fuck about us. Mm-hmm. Then there was the slavery is a choice thing where he went to TMZ and showed his ass and Van was the sole, shout out to Van Lathan, man, was the sole voice of reason in that room. And low-key kind of sort of got fired behind that shit. Yeah, but or, love, or quit behind that shit. I love how he shut him down on that because it, it, needed, it needed to happen. He did. And, and just looking at Kanye's face during the interview, like where he's just looking flabbergasted at mm-hmm. him. And, and and Vans is going off and explaining like, bro, you can't just come out here saying the things that you're saying and expect to get love for that. And it, it it's part of the problem with the and it's part of the problem with that because remember, Nori comes from a certain era of hip hop. Okay. And I feel like that era of hip hop, as much as they want to gatekeep, is often way too welcoming of dangerous and problematic opinions this is this is why niggas like uh this is why they made such a big deal when russell came on and mark lamont hill refused to do a show next to him i don't know what you're talking about you gotta russell simmons was on this was a while back okay russell simmons was on and uh uh Dr. Mark Lamont Hill was on the same episode, I believe. And he would not he didn't want to do the episode when he found out he was going to be on the same stage as Russell. Because Russell had or has some open some open rape accusations and rape cases. This is why this nigga is in Tibet somewhere. So he was taking a moral stand. <clears throat> so he was taking a moral stance. And Drink Champs was trying too hard to be on their own side of that because it's Russell Simmons, and Russell Simmons has a lot of influence in that culture. And they do the same things with a few people. There have been a few people. Boozy comes on and says whatever the fuck he wants. I'm sorry. And I, I got rid of Boozy a while ago. I, I know I'm going to sound like one of these people who just don't Boozy is, fuck with people who say shit that might or might not be controversial, but... I just don't fuck with people who say controversial shit. At this point, I I just take boozy as entertainment, like I would like loving hip hop. I I I don't know. I can't. I don't. I mean, I don't agree with anything he's saying. And there are times when he really should shut the fuck up. Bro, boozy on some other level shit though. And even boozy was on the right side at Kanye shit. He just because you right on one side doesn't mean mean you're always right. I agree. I agree. Like so, but here's but but to to to. Put some sauce on it to further answer your question. I feel like, and this was the part I wanted to get to, is that there's a. I feel like there's a responsibility when you have, depending on your reach, Kanye has absolved him. He he is personally absolved himself of that reach of that of of that responsibility. Um, he has for he has forsaken it and and. Again, not making this about Kanye. How but, Kanye said he's a god. Well, what 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 awesome. what god doesn't have reach? I'm not saying he doesn't have reach. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the responsibility that comes with that reach. 
I don't think he wants. I don't think he wants to take that L. But why? He he said he's a god. So it means it means you're taking responsibility for how people worship you, right? That's you, the problem. You, you that's take, the problem. You taking responsibility I, for the culture that you're creating if you are a god. If you are the, the genius level that Kanye professes himself to be. But that's the then problem. Then you need to be able to take responsibility for what the culture you create but from that's, that. But that's the part All of, of that. But that's the part of the conversation Kanye seems to continuously dodge, one. And that's the part of the conversation that Nori and shout out to Nori and DJ EFN all respect to what they do, don't have the range to confront him on. And so my my issue, and this is my issue with our media, hmm. is that we fight so hard. I remember when Nori was at the front of a of a conversation about, I think it was Cardi that did Letterman. Okay. And he felt like that those are the kind of interviews that we should have. That that uh, that media that looks like us has. Why didn't she come on Drink Champs? Why didn't she do Joe Button? Whatever, what have you? And, and I, I'm, I, let me land. And I said then on this podcast that the reason you're not getting those interviews and that the reason that there's not a priority there because it was the same. It was the same week that Megan Stallion did Gail King. Okay. Is that y'all? Is that there's a responsibility that comes with that level of media, of that level of content that y'all don't uphold because y'all come from an era in hip hop where people have come on y'all's where people have come on y'all's on y'all's platform and degraded these same people y'all want to come on your shit so bad and 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 you have to understand that these women don't have the same respect for hip-hop journalism that y'all do because look at the culture y'all don't believe them y'all don't y'all don't respect them when they rap y'all don't believe them when they when they when they tell you that they're being harmed i mean why the fuck would they come to you okay so so let's 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 take that same concept though but then relate that to what you're just talking about in terms of the difference between going on Drink Champs and and being on Letterman or any of these other late night shows. These other late night shows do not exist for any other purpose other than promotion. They do not care about Drink the Champs. Art. No, 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 not Drink Champs. I'm talking about like Letterman, sure. Colbert, sure. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy Fallon, mm-hmm. whatever whatever the late night shows, Tre- Trevor Noah, none of them actually care about the artist. I would say I would say Trevor than, above that. No, uh, uh, no, no. Trevor just happens to be a little more in tune as a person. He lets that personal culture. I, but I think file, that. File but through. I I think that affects the content. But he doesn't care. He's not John Stewart. But he, no, I think that affects. I think that affects the content differently. But what what I mean is that uh, they provide a platform. Sure, and they're running, they're running their platform on the. We know people tune into this. Yeah, right. So people don't go on to there to have genuine interviews. They go on to there to have. Here's a here's a a nuance to myself, and I'm promoting this new book, new movie, new track, new album, whatever it is. But Let- the uh, but the interviewer does not care that's to not, invest into them. That's not always necessarily true. Let me flip that for you. How so? Let me flip that. 
it depends. It depends from interviewer to interviewer because there's also because you also and I call it the range. You also have to have an interviewer that has the range because you can have those conversations and still push your shit. And honestly, when you have those conversations, depending on how the conversation goes, it inspires people to go get your shit more. Example, I listen like I try not to bring up other uh, uh, like Van's podcast. Okay, Van can have a real conversation with you. About some real shit, and whether they agree or not, that's gonna bring people to their to so and so's platform, depending on how the conversation goes. And I think that, but the problem is when we come to Kanye, I think the first mistake is in taking the interview, only because one, you should be reading the tea leaves. Other people, other people that I respect that are in my industry are starting to not fuck with him. And I think that with it's cumulative. With all the antics, not just the, with the White Lives Matter era, yeah. all the antics up to this point, the Kardashian shit, the flip-flopping there, um, the Adidas shit before that, the disrespecting Virgil, I think it's all cumulative, man, and it should it should get to a point where, like I said, and it goes back to what I said before, is that he didn't give a fuck about talking directly to us unless he was selling something, unless he needed us on his side. Yeah. Oh yeah. You Just get like with, the, you like, get with these culture you get and marry into a family of culture vultures, and then when it turns and then when it turns on you, now all of a sudden you need us. Now, all of a sudden, you're blowing up Charlemagne, talking about you should be helping me get my girl back for the culture. You should be helping me. Oh, that yeah, get, that happened. Get too. your girl back for the culture, bro. Like what? What well, happened? The culture to don't want her. What happened to Kanye Church Sunday? Whatever it was. Oh, called. we're you past that. Like, you have you seen Sunday? Have you seen Donda School? Oh my gosh, I've heard about this. Have you seen the video where he's got them kids singing "Good Morning Donda"? No. See, creepy this, shit. This is why. So, but I, but again, this I don't want to make this. Help. Well, we do. I don't want to make men, this. We need help. <laughs> I I also agree there. I don't want to make this too much about Kanye, um, but in the in the the way that we have a responsibility towards our listeners, at some point, Kanye stopped being whatever he sees himself as, and now he's becoming more of a demagogue of mission misinformation. That's how you get comments like the George Floyd comments. And that's a line that has to be drawn where we have to say to ourselves that is peak disrespectful to us as a community. And I should see for me, I want there are things I want to shield my listenership from that my listenership deserves better than. Okay. That's why I don't have the manosphere niggas on here. Every time, every time I say some hot shit. In a comment section somewhere, there's some nigga that goes, "Well, bring me on your platform and let's talk about it." No, because no, you don't need no. the you don't need the platform to 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 say the the shit that I don't agree with. Not right? even just that I don't agree well, with I, it. Let that, me go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Maybe, maybe not don't agree with is the wrong way to say that, but by you don't need to be bringing up somebody to a platform that specifically is downgrading. Or or presenting hateful information, mm-hmm. right? When you are when you can see it off the jump, when you know it's not going to be a productive conversation, when you know that it's not going to be an actual dialogue, right? But it's just a 
preaching of here is this doctrine that is harmful towards whatever person right. is going to be listening towards that. Is that what you're saying? I'm 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 asking. I'm asking. I'm not even going to to say I just want to look for clarification. To clarify, I think that right, there's there are just there are certain things you don't let in the you don't let in the house. Okay. There are certain things you don't let in the gates and I I feel I just feel like I know my listenership enough and they should know their listenership enough to know that that was going to go badly. They should know their li- but the problem is with these big pods is that they're looking for a viral moment. And that one and one and two Nori just doesn't have the range intellectually. Good dude doesn't have the range intellectually to really challenge Kanye on some of the things he was saying. Does anybody have the range intellectually yes. to challenge Kanye when Kanye believes? Yes, but he's not taking those interviews, and he won't. That's what I'm saying. Like, There's nobody who is going to actually challenge Kanye when Kanye already believes the way that he does. Like, this man... Piers Morgan, ha- let, me put, let me put it this way. <laughs> Piers Morgan has the range, but he's but he's since he's not us, he's not looking out for Kanye's best interest. He's looking out for the interest of a viral moment at the expense of this nigga. And I, and, and usually our media's job <clears throat> is to have a place where you can come and not have to deal with that. But Kanye doesn't want that because Kanye doesn't fuck with us anymore. And we should. And so when somebody's making it clear and clear that they don't fuck with us anymore, yeah. we should be shutting those doors. Don't, okay, don't fuck with us then. See how well you do out there with them. Yeah. And when they fuck you over, don't come crying back here. But it's a choice. But it's a choice, just like slavery was, remember? Right, right, right. So it's that's kind of where... choice. And so that's the responsibility, I think. We have a responsibility to... Okay, you don't fuck with us, so you, you don't get the benefit of my listenership anymore. Fuck you then. So I, I, I really want to expand on your personal... Your personal decision of how Go you... Go ahead. And, and, and we, after this, we can get to the other thing. We, we take the hypothetical Kanye. Yeah. And and I love like what you're talking about with the Manosphere mm-hmm. um, type explanations. How does that platform setting look for you when you say, we are not going to fuck with this kind of situation? How do you make those kind of decisions? Me and Randall have always been very upfront about... And, and you know, Randall has always been very supportive when I come in and and I, I I feel like we shouldn't be exposing our listenership to this, and I feel like we shouldn't be exposing ourselves to this because that's not we, what what our platform is here for. Our pl- our platform is here to laugh about this shit usually. Yeah. And so with Randall, he's always very on board to not talk about some shit, and he's and so it he, he I've never gotten any pushback, and we've had those talks off air, and basically I and I'm very upfront. Look, if you feel like I'm cutting your I'm cutting your point of view off, and your point of view is involving disrespecting the women of our community, Ooh. don't listen to my fucking shit. Then don't listen to my shit. Don't read the don't read my fucking comics. Don't consume my content on social media. I swear to God, we will be fine without you. I swear to you, we will. I I, I give a fuck. Thank you, thank you. I was I was trying to motion you to hit the hit the, I, the mirror, mirror. I don't. I I just no. And if it's at the, and if it's at the expense 
of losing a losing a piece of the listenership because we don't want misogyny bullshit on our shit because we won't sit down and talk with those motherfuckers because I don't have anything to say to them. Right. It's not an argument Fuck at that em. point because I, that's just that's just that's just having moral ground and we're not big enough and the and the and the, and the bag isn't big enough if there's a bag at all. For me to for me to be worried about that. You you you're gonna be get there. We you gonna get to it's that. It's on the way, bro. It's on the way, bro. We we get into that in the um, now that brings me into the other thing I wanted to talk about, and we and we could take a break after this. Joe Button, the pod wars are back. Oh my. The pod wars um have have jumped back into fashion this weekend. Is this Street Fighter like uh Opinions while black versus uh, the Joe Budden podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't want that problem. Up, down, right, 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 left, star. I don't want that problem because uh, 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 no matter how you feel about Joe Budden, he moving too many markers out here for that shit. I mean, you um, know, Virgo's got to stick together. I get it. <laughs> shit, here you go with the astrology <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, man. I'm learning. We just have to go with the flow on this astrology shit. I, men, we just have to go with the flow with this astrology shit if we want to get any pussy. I'm just, exactly. You my own personal Joe Budden. That's my... Oh, Continu- no. Oh, no. Continue with what you was going to say. What was you going to say? Oh, my God. What happened? Come on, Joe. Tell me the story from, so, your, from your perspective, Mr. So, Budden. No, I'm not, not from his perspective. So, basically, Joe Budden and his former co-hosts, Rory and Maul, have fallen out again. Basically, Maul said, but Roy and Maul said some smart shit on their podcast, just fucking around. Because as far as we knew, they were cool again. Okay. They just weren't going to, like, we wish him the best. They wish us the best. I'm, we're just I'm, better in our separate I miss the cool platforms. again part. I miss the cool again part. They'll you, tell you that it happened off air. I, I be connecting in and off, you know they'll, what I'm saying? So it's just like, you, bo- you got to catch me up. They'll both tell you that that happened off air. Okay. Um... And, you know, it was always wish you the best, this, that, and the third, which is weird, even though, like, they won't even say Rory or Maul's name without bleeping it on the Joe Budden podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's not somebody I would think I was still cool with. <laughs> hey, Oz. Right. I heard that the other day. that They, they bleeped his shit out. And so, uh, they, you know, they said some smart shit about Joe stealing money. About Joe stealing money. And um, Joe took it to heart and he made a smart ass comment on his podcast about um, them. And Maul took it very personally himself. Yeah. I think Rory's just kind of over that shit. But Maul took it kind of personally because this was a dude that he, that Joe Budden fucked. That dude, they, were, they were friends before the money and they were friends for like 15 years. Like, they they were roommates and shit. Oh wow! Back okay, in the, so like, I, that see, far back. I, I I don't know too much about their their interpersonal connections. All I know is the drama once it happened. You know what I'm saying? And and so Maul and so first of all the disrespect. Joe did an episode called Accountability and Culture. Mm-hmm. That was the name of his episode. I knew every and they and Rory and Maul wanted everybody to know that. They wanted all the smoke when they named their episode "Accountability and Culture Part 2. So, with accountability and culture, just a quick uh, uh, rewind. Does that go into the same principle of accountability, meaning that they wanted punishment with the accountability? No, 
No. So Surprisingly enough, no. No. So it's a different accountability when it comes to men versus women. Well, well, no. They the, the, When they said accountability, accountability and culture, it was in reference to the Drink Champs interview. Got you. Okay. So they just wanted to be messy. Okay. Which is their right. And Maul, pretty much at the top of the podcast, was shooting shots. It was just, man, look. I'll come on your po- I'll come on your platform. You can come on my platform. Whatever you want to do, just show me the accounting. Mm-hmm. Show me because this was what they fell out over. Yeah, yeah, was that, yeah, yeah. Th- that that he didn't show where the money was going. Right, and Joe was basically like, and, I shouldn't have to. I'm the one who ran this. And he was like, Show me the accounting, and we can be done. But you don't want to show the accounting because you're a because you know you're a fucking thief. Oh, and wow. he said, "Oh, he said it several times. You are a thief. <laughs> otherwise, what do you have to other? Because his argument is otherwise. What do you have to lose? What do, what do, what do you stand to lose from showing the accounting? And this is a good point. I, when you ain't got nothing to worry about, you usually you be the first one in line to show your proof." If the, if this was somebody accusing him of cheating, he would be the first one in line. I I don't know about that. So my thing is, um, and so Joe Joe answered back and was like, "Well, I shouldn't have to. Well, why should I have to show the accounting when I'm the one that's and and it, it, again going back to them being roommates or whatever." Yeah. I've put you on my back for years. Exactly. What exactly. the who who the fuck do you think you are to ask me for my accounting? But again, this is if you believe Joe Budden and anything he has to say. I, and that's why I said I don't know about that because you know it's one of those things of like, why do I have to prove my innocence if I already know what what the truth is? Right, which is usually what guilty people say. Hey, look, look, wait, 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 <laughs> chill, bro. Like, what? I'm not saying I gotta take Joe Budden's side. I'm just saying, like, for me. I personally, you know, I'm an Aries. I don't know how you Virgos rock. Oh boy! But as an Aries, like, bro, like, don't test me because I ain't got to prove nothing to nobody. So, so if if you want if you want the smoke, then fine, I can give it. But I'm not about to oh, explain he, uh, something to somebody I'm already falling out with. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, and just it, to be clear, they falling out. Oh, it's right. It's, they falling out. Right. Joe ain't got to say nothing to him. He's not going to say anything. He's to not him. going to say anything to him. He might say fucking, some dumb shit to him. He's going to he's not going to say anything to incriminate himself. That's what he's doing. But but he doesn't have to is what I'm saying. Like He doesn't have to, but it doesn't help his case to be this way. It doesn't help his case. It's whatever and he it's, and, it's and, whatever he perceives his PR to be. And the court and of public th- opinion matters in this moment. Does it though? They're because, not going because they're not going to actual court. Because what what I'm saying is it's the only court they have to win. The 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 court of public opinion is who has the best outreach to make an impression on the people. Does Joe Budden have that outreach or does well, Rory and Maul? Well, because and, there's people who follow is, them both, right? Well, yes, that's true. And this and this and the thing you have to consider here, which is what one of Joe's co-hosts said, which he wanted this to be anonymous. He was like, I mean, both of y'all have landed since then. Both right. of y'all landed. Right. They've reestablished themselves. They You've reestablished done. yourself. Now, albeit, I, just as someone who's listened to them both, Joe Budden has gotten kind of mid without Rory and Maul because now he got his 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 day ones on there. You're not the first burger to tell me that. 
now all of a sudden, it, now all of a sudden it's turned into the old man barbershop show. Oh my. Um, it's a lot of manosphere. The the first interview they had, the first big interview they had after Rory and Maul left was Kevin Samuels. So what's our next subject? <laughs> um, also wanted to shout out Gillian Wallow signed a uh hundred million dollar deal uh with Barstool. Hey, so that's the part that I was talking about. That's what that I wanted to get that, to. Oh, that's a big number, look, bro. Look, because I, I, you would let me know about that information earlier before we started recording. That's not even Joe numbers. Bro. And, and I'm just saying, like, when we're talking about where podcasts are going to be, when we're talking about where how podcasts are moving, how people like you who support this podcast. I don't even need that many zeros. It doesn't matter. It's the fact that, like, podcasts are becoming their own platform in a way that it's independent of radio, where you are independent of video, where you are independent of uh, the other medium types. Well, it's independent of radio, I'll say. And even then, radio's getting in on it because The Breakfast Club counts as a podcast now. I mean, it does, but... Like, Donkey how, of the Day is a podcast. I mean, it's... it's okay, they've, they've been recording it, they've been publishing it as a podcast, right? Right. But you have different... Um, Z100 used to have their prank yeah, podcast back in the day. That's one of the yeah. first podcasts I ever subscribed to back in two thousand and one. Damn, right? You know what I'm saying? Damn. Like, podcast is as a thing was meant for the iPod, right? Which is where the name Pod, comes from. Yes. So yeah, you're right. You you have this concept of a discrete radio show, but the culture has evolved very so much. Where so. things are are very different from where things have been. So when you talk about congrats for a hundred million dollars deal, like yo, a hundred million dollars. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking so I'm looking for the Joe Rogan money. I'm I'm looking forward to your million dollar subscription. You know what I'm saying? Look I'm looking for, forward to your ten million. I would say I would say look for I would say twenty five million. I would say <laughs> me and Randall had that talk. If they show up with fifty thousand dollars, Look, hands in the air. Change my life. <laughs> Change my fucking life. Look. Um, I also want to touch on. Uh, well, I don't really have to touch on this hardcore. That that might be a Patreon thing, but fuck academics, bro. Um, oh, no, 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 wait, wait. Can we just do a little quick? Can we do a little quick? A little five minute. We're gonna look at the time because yeah, yeah, you yeah. told me before the show, and that's without break, and, and that's with the breaks in and everything. We're, yeah, we're, you, we're fine. We're, you 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 told me before the show, and this is the reason why I want to say I really want to touch on these in particular. But let's not jump over. Let's not jump over this fuck academics. Fuck thing. academics, bro. But I I, I, I could really do a whole episode on fuck academics after he told me what was going on. Oz, please explain why you were saying fuck academics at this moment, bro. This nigga. And and it and it's really the same story. So right after we wrapped up two hundred, I believe mm-hmm. there was some drama about DJ Academics. Um, fuck nigga ass. Um, he, he got caught on camera outside a venue, um, putting his hands on his girl, and we're really just not really. He didn't hit her, but he was just he he was grabbing her by the arm, yelling at her full, yelling at her right in her face. Uh, full volume and some other chicks 
I guess that were involved in whatever happened, came and started hitting her while yeah. he was holding her. And yeah. he wasn't doing anything to get them away from her. And he's just in he's just in the in a public space yelling, I'm the prize. I'm the fucking prize. Nah. My only regret is that Jesus and Miro broke up before we got to before we got to have a two hour roast session where they are just on DJ Academics ass for yell, for being a grown man dressed like somebody's stud auntie on the prowl, yelling, I'm the prize. I don't even know what that looks like. All I know is that's some bullshit. Because and, and and this is just and this is after right after he did an episode of Fresh and Fit, where he's yelling at a black woman, uh, ostracizing her right out of the studio. No, see, look, I don't know. And he never has this energy with niggas. I don't know what the perception is, where people come across with they feel like they can act one way with women that they can't act with men. Yeah, because when you switch it up, that lets me know that ain't your personality. It's not like it's it's and it's not to it's not to excuse bad behavior, but it's a difference in my perception when you act one way with a man and you act another way with a woman, like and that's that's his mo. I, I, I don't I don't I don't fuck with that whatsoever. He's the nigga like, that didn't get. If you gonna be a trash ass dude, at least be trash all around. He's the nigga that didn't get any pussy in high school, college. Or college, if he went to college, and he got him, he got him some uh, um, some complex money, and now he think he rolling in it, and now he think he can pull what he didn't pull before. Um, no. no, lame is money don't change lame. No. I haven't had no sex, bruh. Look, so so here's the thing, I, I got I got multiple issues with the scenario when you told me to it, right? Like when you talk about you already putting your hands on a woman. You should be able, as a man, to understand your own personal emotions mm-hmm. and express them in a way where you ain't got to touch nobody. Right. I, I agree. You, I don't care if you're talking to a man or a woman. He's a fucker. Whatever the situation is, you need to be able to express yourself in a way where you are controlled. And that's why he- Where it, you have mastered your emotions. But you have to look at his, you have to look at his overall- um, uh, target audience. It's these manosphere niggas. Man, fresh fuck, and, the, fuck the audience. You no, 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 need, I, no, 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 no. I'm not. You I'm still not saying need that to be. De- I understand that. I'm not saying that in defense of him. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you that this is straight up. And and, and these manosphere fuck manosphere fuck niggas always want to tell you that they're that you're pandering to women or that respect for women means you're pandering to them. The niggas, these niggas pander to each other, bro. <laughs> Bruh. These niggas pander to each other and for and and for nothing. And for nothing. Because none of them are here to save you now. And none of them are gonna be here to save you now because people are starting to realize what game is. When Vic meant to see you on the street like he's always saying, mm. none of them niggas are gonna be there to save you. And you're not gonna get no pussy. I haven't had no sex. Um Fuck look, academics, bro. Look, fuck academics. And then on top of that, I just I just want to run yeah. a little quick comment based off hip hop of hip hop yogi bear looking ass nigga. The combination that you put together. And and it's one thing I want to say from somebody who that I've heard is that a lot of times personal, I'm not gonna say this for the general populace, mm-hmm. but this is an anecdotal Okay. I got you, got you. right? Black women don't feel protected. 
And so when black women don't feel protected, they feel like they have to operate out of a space of defense. So when we're operating out of the face of dispense or of operating at a uh, space of defense. Yep. He's I'm drunk. dyslexic and I'm drunk. You know what I mean? But when they're operating out of a space of defense, they are no longer able to appreciate what you're trying to do for them. Right. So to bring them out of that space and that defensive mode, you need to actually offer protection. So what does protection look like? What does protection look like as a as a man? It looks like you're not putting your hands on them. What th- list that? It looks like it. It looks like you defending you defending women when they're being physically harmed in public. Come on, bro. It looks like you not centering yourself in black women's issues, screaming "I'm the prize" in public on camera. Come on, bro. And it looks like you. Encouraging platforms and guest and, and guest hosting on platforms um, that that don't center themselves around ostracizing, humiliating, and harming women. Thank you. And see, that's what I'm trying to say. That's not hard. It's 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 easy. It's real easy to do. But I've been doing it for two hundred. I just want to put it out there that I've been doing it for two hundred and one episodes. Um, I like that sound effect. I, <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's the best sound effect you done dropped and I this whole episode. You know what I'm saying? Like, wanna, just, just hit it one more time for me. Wait, hold on. Wait. My name is Jeremiah. This is Oz with me. Okay, okay, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to put it. But we can go ahead and put a pin in it. There, we'll be. We're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna finish out with the with the last leg of the pod. Um, we'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. You are listening to Sober Conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. I'm supposed to be sober? No, you, no you're not supposed to be sober, bro. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And Fluent is drunk. Just a little. Just a little. He's, 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 he's in that zone. Um, it is time for White People Must Be Stopped. This is why I don't fuck with white people. If they could just stop. <laughs> so, if, well, no, say it again. If they could just stop saying woke. Oh, man. The, they, they have gentrified woke. Now we... Now, because you notice niggas don't say it no anymore. It, it don't even mean the same thing. Like It doesn't mean anything. That's, that's, how the, that's where they've won the battle. It doesn't mean anything anymore. It doesn't even have to be black-centered now. It's centered towards black-adjacent. So if you are if you are a supporter of things that uh, if you are a supporter of things that um, would affect black people dis- disproportionately in a good way, mm-hmm. they're gonna they're gonna use woke on you. So it, so they don't ha- so they can get away with not being racist because they're not necessarily talking about the niggers. They're talking about the nigger lovers. I mean, you know, there's also the Little Mermaid. 
Right, right. It, it, oh, it's woke because there's a black person in it now. Meanwhile, they talk about, oh, well, you should hire somebody based off of the quality of their merit. Lord of the Rings is woke. Oh, oh, no, no. You're talking about Rings of Power? Yes. Rings of Power, where they got like a black hobbit and, and a black elf. A black. And a black, whatever, whatever, black elf, whatever's black. A like, black elf with hands. <laughs> a black elf, that's where, I was, that's where I was into it. A black elf with hands and a black hobbit. A, a, a dark, dark skinned black hobbit. There ain't no light skinned black people in this movie. Uh, the, the, the 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 elf is kind of um, no no he's not the elf kind of light skinned we don't got, we do not look alike the you know color what I'm contacts like, my nigga <laughs> fuck out of here um I still fuck with him though like I still fuck with black Legolas <laughs> got the black Legolas. Legolas what do we have on the fucking right oh uh, what is this um oh Bill Murray Bill mm. uh, Bill Murray that got caught up. He got he he put him on the Me Too list now. Look, see, I used to fuck with Bill Murray. This is a well, we all used to fuck with Bill Murray. But uh, why, 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 why did you used to fuck with him? Because he was funny, man. Like Bill Murray was genuinely. Funny. Have you seen like like Stripes, Ghostbusters, bro? Gr- gr- ground wait, what? Groundhog Day, yeah, that was his moment. Groundhog Day. That was the one that like got me in. Like even it wasn't the, even Ghostbusters. It was Groundhog. Even Day. the relatively recent shit like Moon, like uh, Moonlight Kingdom and shit like that. I ain't seen that. Moonrise Kingdom. That's what it was. A Wes Anderson joint. I saw that. Uh, um, Fantastic Zombie Mr. Land. Fox. No, Zombieland. Z- Zombieland was hard. Yeah. Um, and they and they killed him. It's poor, yeah. Poor cinema. This is according to Deadline. Um, a new report from Puck this week alleges that Bill Murray has paid a $100,000 settlement to a much younger, this is in quotes, much younger female crew member on the film Being Mortal. The production of which Deadline first reported in April was being suspended due to a complaint made against Murray for inappropriate behavior. The report, the report excuse me, alleges that Murray, 72, kissed and straddled the woman on set. My God. She was allegedly horrified, interpreted his actions as entirely sexual, and filed a complaint against the actor. Deadline has reached out to Murray and will add any comment received. Um, in quick succession, there were other allegations against Murray this week. Not 24 hours after the Puck report, Gina Davis's memoir, Dying of Politeness, was released, and it contains her account of working with Murray on uh, Quick Change in 1990. The Oscar winner says that her first time at the first time she met her soon-to-be co-star, he insisted on using a massage machine on her back. Davis says she refused the offer multiple times, but Murray continued to insist, uh, and she relented as, as, as so as to not make a scene. She alleges the comedian later screamed at her on set in front of more than 300 people. So he really did go out of the Bill Cosby playbook. He tried to put the smooth shit on first, mm. and then when the smooth shit didn't work, he went to ostracizing her publicly because there are quite a few people that have the same story about Bill Cosby. See, that, 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 that's, that's a rough shit because it's like... Right out so of the Cosby me, playbook, bro. So for me, I look at Bill Murray and I'm like, this is the guy that's in Ghostbusters and who's in... Space Hulk Jam Day. for me. Space Jam is my shit. Hey, 
Space Jam. Eh, oh, I just no. I always thought that was funny. Was that he he kept was, trying was, to call him? He kept thinking he was like part of the Tune Squad, and Larry Bird no. had to tell him, "Hey man, you got to chill, nigga." Yeah, you, it, was, it was a you weird know, cameo. You, you trash, fam. You can't do that. But but even with the characters that he was portraying, you know what I'm saying? There was, was some creep, there was some creep shit. There. It was some creep shit. There that was, was going on, there. you know what I'm saying? Like, look, look, look how he was in Groundhog Day, and he was basically like just trying to get away to get into this woman's pants. How much of that is the director? And I didn't the writing? think about it like that, fam. But you're right, bro. <laughs> how much of that is the director and the writer, and how much is she that just thought he was, like a reflection I, of his actual character? I never thought about it like that. He really was in the first one, just some weirdo nigga. Who, who just some weirdo nigga hanging around trying to get in this girl draws, man? I'm, you show right. Bro, look, look at Ghostbusters. He was oh, trying to get man. him possessed. Sigourney Weaver's draws. Oh like, man, that, that's beyond the half that half slipping. that movie happened because he was trying to fuck. You right? You know what I'm saying? Like that. That's not. That's not drugs. That's not alcohol. That's possession. That's a nasty and he's still nigga, trying to bro. fuck. That's a nasty motherfucker, bro. You right. Oh, man, I didn't think about it like that. Bro, Bill Bill Murray been off. Oh, I got to get this one he off. Cool, Wait a minute. But he he been off. Davis been off. also says in the book that she was made uncomfortable by Murray's behavior in a dual interview they did on the Arsenio Hall show, which oh. Murray uh, which included Murray trying to pull down the spaghetti strap on her dress as she spoke. Nah, see, okay. Fam. You know what? Never mind. I, I ain't got I got no more love for what's it. The, what's like, the next one? Wh- whatever positive Bill Murray nasty dog. Whatever positive I might have had before you gave me this information, it was jokes. You're you know right, what I'm saying? Right, when right, we was right. talking, yeah. it was jokes when we was talking. Now you actually give me some information. He's mad nasty. And no, I, I don't I don't fuck with that. He's mad nasty. I, I can't fuck with that. Speaking of nasty motherfucking white boys, Kevin Spacey was found not liable in that in that uh sexual assault case with uh Anthony Rapp. Um. So, for those of you who don't know, young man named Anthony Rapp, you probably know him now from like Star Trek Discovery. Uh, he was also in Rent. Um, basically said that Kevin Spacey um uh tried to uh sexually assault him and put his hands on him and um uh, when uh, many years ago, and this is this has been coming for a couple of years now. Um, this is what he got kicked off of uh, House of Cards for, and they killed his character all the way. Killed off. his career off. You didn't hear, man. Let me tell you something about. Let me, let me tell you something about Kevin Spacey. When the white people want you gone, this motherfucker was in a movie. He was in a movie. Try to try to imagine this. He was in a movie that they showed trailers for in November. That by the time it came out in December, had recasted his role all together. Wait, which movie was that? Oh, I forgot what it was called. Um, all the King's Men, maybe it was called. I, some, maybe oh. one of y'all okay. know. Okay. But he got. But he was in the movie in the trailer <laughs> of a movie in one month, and in the next month was not in the movie at all. All I know is when when white people want you out, they get you the fuck out of Dodge. They 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 rewrote the entire last season of House of Cards. They killed his character all of a sudden on House of Cards, and put old girl in the in in the driver's seat. And the thing is, it could have gone that way if they wanted it to. 
if they wanted it to. And Not they that kept quick. No, it wouldn't have been that quick. But the way that House of Cards works as a dynamic, if they put those seeds in earlier, maybe like season four, right? If they played up the contention and they made that a thing, yeah, that's a way that the, the, the story could have gone. But what ended up happening was it felt like a mandate. Right. Right. Like it was like, okay, we're not going to fuck with him anymore, but we're going to go into this. Where the wife is like. Storyline. Yeah. And just, it didn't, I, Fam, for me, it didn't work out. Fam, not, not I didn't even watch. I didn't even watch the final season. I, I love I love her as an actress, you know. Yeah. Princess Bride, I'm there all the way. You know, she'd been a fan favorite for me, but. You know, always tell generationally how you know people because I know her as Jenny <laughs> from Forrest Gump. Hey, look, look, I've been knowing her from As You Wish. Jenny put her through the fucking Jenny put Forrest <laughs> through the fucking blues, bro. But that's a that's a that's a Patreon. Look, that's um, what she's been doing. Every every character she's gonna put somebody through the blues. So, <laughs> so shout out to all you dumbass House of Cards fans on Twitter. That's like, so can we bring back House of Cards now? No, nigga. Y'all said that just because he was just because he beat this one case, but that doesn't say anything about the other thirty cases this motherfucker got. Um, some of which on the set of House of Cards. Yeah, dumbass. Boy, they let boy they try everything to let white people off the fucking hook. Um, no, it's not even white people. Like let, let, let's not run that because you have so many excuses that are done. Or black celebrities when it comes to that aspect. How many people still bumping R. Kelly music? Oh. Quite a few. Oh, wh- Quite a few. Okay. Here's, here, you know how I know? Because on TikTok, this nigga's a TikTok trend now. You know what I'm saying? This nigga's a tick. They have a TikTok dance for one of these for one of this nigga's songs. They ain't even one of his hits. Run, rewind that back, right? Go to Bill Cosby. How many people still defending Bill Cosby? Less than in, before, but in the same aspect, though. That's true. That's true. They not, not definitely the- fewer Bill Cosby sympathizers now than there were. I'll give you that. And the fact that the evidence is just consistently piling up, even to this day, mm. also says something. Did you watch that that documentary? We need to talk about Cosby. No, are you talking about um, fam? Uh, what's his name? Uh, I always forget the comedian's name. I know who you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about. W, I was you w, w, w Kamau Bell. <laughs> I was hoping you knew his name because I can't say it right now. <laughs> w Kamau Bell did a whole um, did a, a a documentary that I believe led right up to like they when they were filming while they were filming it uh, they got the verdict that Cosby was free from prison. Mm. But a lot of those people that had been on the Cosby Show with him, they talked to writers. That from the Cosby Show, they had good interviews with Jam- Jamel Hill, Michael J. White. Um, it was a it was it was a good little documentary. It's like three or four parts, but it's worth it. Um, it was some crazy shit came out about the Mark Lamont Hill. But they talked about how he tried to get him uh, to get his tenure taken away because uh, he wrote a he wrote a a big essay about uh, Bill Cosby and the pound cake shit. Oh, wow. And how Cosby, um, in behind closed doors, tried to get his tenure taken. Um, it was some, it was some wild shit. But uh, all that to say, I'm not gonna lie to you. Just because Kevin Spacey's not found, quote, 
and I'm quoting, not liable in this in this situation, doesn't that doesn't tell me he didn't do it. No, absolutely. Um and and honestly, I hope his career keeps going downhill. I haven't seen him in anything except during Christmas. He does those creepy Frank Underwood Merry Christmas joints, but I don't want to see him anymore. He needs to be gone. He needs to be gone. And it, it, while y'all are at it, catch Woody Allen's ass. Woody Allen, you know Woody Allen's retiring, Look, I, which means he's gonna. Is, which, how is he retiring? Why are we still supporting him? Like Woody Allen should have been locked. White up people support him, and and. Been gone. White people support him because black people definitely ain't. You ain't never heard of a black person talking about man Annie Hall slap nigga. You ain't never heard about a, you ain't never heard a black person talking about um, um, Manhattan slaps, bro. No, never. Um, he, and he go and watch what happens when he retires. When he gets his last, when he gets his last Oscar, he's gonna leave the country and run to wherever Roman Polanski is still hiding. You think he's going to another Oscar? Yes. It feels like they give him Oscars for nothing. I don't think he's going to get another one. I don't know. Maybe. Um, that's really all I have for white people must be stopped. Um, send, your, send your racist stories. Send your racist, uh, your real-life racist encounters along with your listener letters. Questions for myself, uh, D. Randall, or anybody you ever hear as a guest on this podcast, please send those to opinionswildblack at gmail.com or... Log on to opinionswhileblack.com where you can get um, more information about Houston's Most Savage podcast, uh, ways, to, ways to listen to us, ways to buy merch, and ways to become a patron um, uh, via Patreon for uh, exclusive Discord access, um, exclusive um, uh, Patreon-exclusive content, and um, patron-only merch. I like merch. I like merch, too. We have a lot of it. Uh, opinionswhileblack.com. Go to the merch store. Pick yourself out something nice. Um, we will be back with, uh, your li- the, with your listener layers and the top three STFUs. This is Houston's Most Savage Podcast. Pour up. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. <laughs> These last in this last leg of the podcast, it's time to hydrate. Um, let's see. It's time for your listener letters, guys. I love listeners and hydration. Uh, shout out to Night Shift Flexing on Instagram. He would like to know what what video game didn't live up to the hype. What video, let's see, uh, for me, let's see, as far as video games that didn't live up to the hype, oh, this last, uh, I know everybody's going to say Cyberpunk, but this last Battlefield game, 2040, 20, what, 2060, whatever, Battlefield, what that last Battlefield game wasn't it, wasn't it at all, um, felt like you were playing Felt like you were playing like I don't know, like a like a Sega Saturn version of like Space Invaders or some shit. It was not. It did not slap. Look, 
I don't know about that, but I can tell you this much. With Halo Infinite, being a Halo fan from back when I was in college. Yeah. And the way that they have completely destroyed the game. I feel like Halo Infinite is the biggest letdown. Because there's already so much, so much like pressure put onto the team in terms Mm -hmm. of what they were going to be doing. There was the extended development period. It was like almost 10 years between Halo 5 and when... Halo Infinite came out. I do recall that, yes. And so then they're going to talk about 40% of the features that they said they were going to do. Oh, shit. So it was... Were uh, not delivered. Oh, boy. So it was cyberpunk. Okay, gotcha. Uh, it was it was horrible. Halo Infinite, like, it, 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 it has made me become a non-fan of the franchise. Sounds like Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Yeah. Yeah, that was also terrible. Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, Um, Black Ops Four. I want to say, I was tired. I was tired of the superpowers, bro. Just give me a just give me a gun, a grenade, and I'll be fine. And a and a and a and a knife, like a like a melee weapon. I'm fine. I'm tired of the superpowers, bro. Save that for Destiny. A knife is a good weapon. Knife is a good weapon. Um. So yeah, uh, did not slap. Um, I'm wondering if we have any more on the Facebook. I literally have to in real time go to all my social medias to check my questions. So um, I cannot afford an intern. Uh, I'm just here to support you, fam. I, and I appreciate that, bro. From the bottom of my heart, man, I appreciate you coming through and and, and uh, getting fucked up. <laughs> What is the difference between Kanye and Darth Vader? Nothing. I'm Darth- sorry. Lightsabers? <laughs> Lightsabers. Darth Vader is what Kanye thinks is happening to him. <laughs> I said this before about uh, Akira. Oh, God. Akira is what Kanye thinks is happening to him. That he is just becoming a consciousness that we mortals just cannot understand. You know, he just said he wants to build a, he wants to build a city. Mm-hmm. Man, fuck out of here, bro. Um, other differences between Kanye and Darth Vader. Um, what? How, how? Alan? Everything. Everything. Fam. I don't understand. I I, I don't. I, I don't know. I think this is. I think this is one of those things where they were looking for a Randall joke, and I don't have those. Because for me, Darth Vader is like Kanye thinks he's becoming something beyond human understanding. And in some ways, he is correct. <laughs> in a lot of ways, I think he's right on the fucking money. I, I, I stopped trying to comprehend Kanye many, many, many years ago. Um, right. And I think that's part of the problem is that we're sitting here trying to predict the next move of someone who is... Um, Literally supposed to be medicating and not doing so. Exactly. Okay. Right. Um, that was a decent round of questions. Uh, thank you, Hal Allen. Thank you, Night Shift Flexing. Um, Opinionswhileblack at gmail.com. Y'all know what to do. Uh, it is time for the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Shut the fuck up! Uh, number three. I was ready for that one. 
That's the first drop. I was like, okay, I'm anticipating it. Hold on, Fluid what you gonna do? Freaking the fuck out over these uh, over these drops. <laughs> like you know, the regular song. I'm used to that, but the mother was. I was I was caught unprepared. Oh, that's you, not even the half of them. You, you gonna drop Drake on me? I was like, what? Um, but continue, continue. Number three is Isaiah Washington. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> Formerly of um, Grey's Anatomy, um, the star of things that you probably haven't watched and that nobody and that nobody gives a damn about because they probably weren't born when it was out. Like Romeo Must Die. Um, That's because on June seventh of two thousand seven, ABC announced that it had decided not to renew Washington's contract. Why? Because he called that man. He, he called that man the f word. Exactly. He called like, that man a, a, a homophobic slur. And what's fucked up is that they made him apologize and they still fired his bitch ass. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, Isaiah Washington was in an interview with all together now, Vlad. Um, I love those guys. Do what? What? He, it was a Vlad interview, bro. Oh, like, no, we don't love those guys. No, we don't fuck with Vlad. Um, and basically, he was saying that he had worked with Aaliyah before and that, according to him, Aaliyah was in was in control in that in her relationship with R. Kelly that she had when she was fucking 15. There's no way. Fam. There, there, there's no there's no way. There is no way. That we're, a, no, 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 no. That no, a no. child could tell me as an adult anything to be fast. To be no. manipulative, to be in control. We don't even as a child. Like there's, I there's, there's no, no, no way. You're there's correct. No way. You're correct. We so we don't even have to unpack how and why that is imp- that is psychologically impossible because I feel like that would be legitimizing uh, the statement. Right. He. This is one of those things. Where first of all, you don't go on Vlad to be a, to have a serious interview in the first place, and so I feel like because he's so fucking boring, and his acting and his experiences in Hollywood are so fucking mid, mm. that he needed a story. Who have I been in proximity to that people will actually give a fuck about in 2022? And the answer is Aaliyah. Mm. And so. The fact that he, I feel like, because the only reason you bring something like that up in an interview in 2022 is because you need a fucking moment. How is he in contact with a 12 year old? He, I, I, I did, I, I know they did Romeo Musk. And, first, and then how do you, how the fuck do you know what was going on with, with her and R. Kelly based off of you being in a movie with her when she was. A grown woman past that. That, that. That's the part that's confusing to me. That's the plot hole right there. So how the fuck do you know? And so th- there's just so many plot holes there. You don't even have to get to the part where what you what he said makes no sense. He was clearly using a dead woman and and her proximity to a fucking rapist for a moment. Mm-hmm. That alone is grounds to shut the fuck shut up. The fuck up! Number two is Nicki Minaj. Uh, look. Onika Tanya Mirage, it's time to sit down. It's been that way for 10 years. 
Like Nicki Minaj, I I think I'm and I think I'm reaching that point where maybe she doesn't have to shut the fuck up and we just have to shut the fuck up talking to her because she's getting annoying too. Um, she's been causing disharmony with all with a bunch of the female uh, with a bunch of the woman rappers and fam. In particular, she had a beef with Lotto, mostly for things that are out of Lotto's control. Um, the way I understand it is that um, she's upset because she got her song, whichever song that doesn't slap, um, went from being nominated in the rap category to being nominated in the pop category. It's the same thing. Which, sure, I guess. But making the comparison of Lotto's big energy song and making that the center of your problem um, and dragging and having this woman dragged through the fucking mud over a phone conversation where you just yelled at her and berated her when she was showing nothing but respect for you. That's why I love these young kids because Lotto, Lotto definitely recorded that shit and uploaded that shit to Twitter. So everybody could hear what uh, what the fuck was wrong with Nicki Minaj. But here's the thing, though: it's like there's this this is culture of if I am older than you, I'm entitled to treat you however I feel like treating. You. That is cultural. I'll give you that. It's cultural in that you and you just have to take the disrespect. It, it, I think it, that's it doesn't over make it right. No, no, I understand what you're saying, but it's one of the things of like. When you when you see like how some people respond to things, you're succeeding more than me. Then I need to check you and put you in your place. Keep hydrating, fluent. He's 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 not drunk, but he's drunk. Um, good job, good job. Um, and the problem is, for me, and this is the problem with the young people is that. And I was just defending the old heads and it was like, y'all don't mentor these kids in any way. It's okay. to If you don't want to be a mentor, you don't have to be a mentor. Mm -hmm. But quit being a consistent obstruction to what the young kids are doing. Yes, there was a time when nobody, when you were insurmountable, but there weren't a lot of, there weren't a lot of people out here on your level when you came out. It was just you out here. I'm not saying you were the only woman rapper, but there were but but as far as exposure, as far as hit records, you were there was nobody really competing with you at the time. Right. There was nobody touching her love. Now everybody can eat. Glorilla's out here with good records. Mm -hmm. um, um Megan's out here, of course, doing her thing. Mm -hmm. Uh Houston, by the way. Um you have Lotto out here doing her thing. The city girls are doing their thing and doing their thing on multiple platforms. Uh, Young Miami just just won one. I think it was a BET Hip Hop Award for her podcast. No matter how I feel about it, it makes the girls happy. So wonderful. And now you have to share that when you, let's face it, you're kind of at the end of your career. You were at the end of your rope. That last that last song did not slap. Oh wow! The 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 Rick James sample. Look, I, I, I it's not a slap. 
it's terrible. It's a Rick James sample. It's it, it it's it's her cashing in on the last, and even the the video is her cashing in on the last bit of that sex appeal. It's like her version of Black Hole Sun. It's really weird. You told me about the track, and does not I've never slap. Seen it, never heard it. Does I not slap. I'm, I know I'm a little bit removed, but. You know, at least I would hear some discussion. No, you're you know not. Re- no, it's not right. even because you're removed. It's because it just does not slap. And the only people, and the only reason it's in the ether now is because the Barb's are keeping it in the ether on TikTok. The who? The Barb's, her fan club, and that's the other problem with this. the The Barb's have gone too far, and you've allowed for it. The Barb's now they're doxing. Now they're going to your fucking. Now they're they're going to your fucking house. They know your phone number. They're putting your personal information on the internet. And maybe you're not directly doing some of these stunts that have gone too far. But we're at the point where you've allowed for enough of the fuckery that they feel empowered to do the rest of this bullshit. Like when you are liking their tweets or liking their tweets, retweeting them. You know, correct. And you have picked a fight with one with one woman too many in a space where women are trying to have community and camaraderie. Mm-hmm. And you are just feeding and you are just feeding your ego consistently. Why you're not why people aren't throwing rose petals at your feet. It's because of shit like this. You are an actual fucking supervillain at this point. Not a super villain. It can't just be like a you know mid tier like daredevil. I didn't say villain. she. Was, I didn't say she was a good super villain. Like like stilt man. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was thinking like kingpin maybe. No, she doesn't get kingpin. Oh wow! It's like stilt man, or if you're in DC comics, like kite man. Um, either way, it's time for you to sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. And the number one person who has to shut the fuck up, oddly enough, because uh, I only learned about this person in the past two or three days, Daryl Brooks. Definitely needs to shut the fuck up. So if you don't know who Daryl Brooks is um, or you're not following this case, Daryl Brooks is a murderer. Um, basically... Um, he he was in a domestic dispute with his um that's a black guy, right? Yeah, that's a black guy. I'm not I'm not gonna flip it over there, but yeah, that's a black guy. I mean he's he looks terrible and he looks like a alcoholic Jesse Williams, but um so he was in a domestic dispute with his ex girlfriend and he was fleeing the air the scene where he was um, where they were having their falling out mm-hmm. um, with no regard to traffic. And he and he ran his car in the middle of a Christmas parade, I believe in November of 2021, and killed six people. Um, and now they're charging him with a medita- well, voluntary murder. Yeah, intentional murder. Um, and he is, and that's in addition to like the seventy cases of just assault, because he was those weren't the only people that uh, that got hurt. Based off of him driving into the crowd with the car. Correct. Um, they maimed he maimed them, so he's got to go through that. But he's got to go through this murder case, and he's decided to represent himself. And all he's doing is just showing his ass 
and arguing with the fucking judge. Fam. Respectfully. You are not respectfully. I was disrespectfully. You are wasting the court's time. Right. You are wasting the family's time putting them through this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you think the court of public opinion is going to be so entertained with this that it might keep you out of that it might keep you out of the fucking uh gas chamber. No. I don't know if you think that I don't know if you think these stunts are just going to prolong whatever is about to happen to you. But stop. Take your L. You you those people are dead because of you. Period. Take your L like a fucking man. Take your L, get a court, get a get a public defender and fuck off. That's what he should have done. But right now, but right now like by by doing that and talking for himself being disrespectful, wasting everybody's time. It's just a waste just, of fucking time. It's a circus. And you've made it into a circus. Yeah. It'd be one thing if it was the justice system. We all know the justice system's fucked up. But when you're making it in a circus just to prolong the inevitable, which is you either being in a pine box or you being or or you being somebody's boyfriend for the rest of your fucking life, fam, take your L like a man and shut the fuck shut up. Shut the fuck up! I hate that shit. I hate. I hate that for those families that have to sit there through that circus. Because they go in there trying to find justice. Not even just some piece of just some fucking peace of mind. And even if they don't go to the trial or closure, the, yeah. as long as he's prolonging this, the media is going to be fucking with them. Yeah, yeah. They have to look at that outside their fucking house every day, and they're and they're gonna want you to comment on the latest dumb shit you just said. That, that that's so unfortunate. And, 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 and he could have put this that. time. He could have put this time in having a presentable hairline for the judge. Not not a hairline, bro. Because <laughs> his hairline definitely looks like Magneto is spreading out all the all the little ball bearings to break out of prison. I, I thought you were going to go on the Alex Jones route. No, right? like you, no. You, you heard about that billion dollar? Yeah. Oh, oh, that that what? The almost billion dollar lawsuit. Yeah. Oh, he thinks that shit is funny now. They're gonna come for their money. Yeah. Y'all gonna stop playing with these people about these lawsuits. They're gonna they're gonna tax it out of your ass, fam. Tasha K is in Morocco right now somewhere because she lost a, a this is a, a gossip blogger who lost a uh, a case to Cardi B, mm. and Cardi B is coming for her money just, just out of pettiness at all. It's like a four million dollar lawsuit, and it's coming for her money at all costs she fled the country cardi's coming after her google and youtube money from her from her royalties there um she has told chase to freeze all her shit oh wow oh she wants her money from this bitch how how are you going to tell another bank to freeze somebody else's accounts though because she has the court order okay Cause she has the quarter that says she owes this much money. Okay, and she can take it out of her ass. Okay. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll get. That'll put some. That'll. That'll give you some straightening. Um. Uh. Jeremiah, have we done a podcast? I love doing the podcast with you, fam. Man, 
it's a good. This is a good way to spend a Sunday evening. Um, the whole bottle is gone. Yes, it is. My God, fluent one. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for having me, bro. God bless you. You're you are the first of my guest hosts. I hope it's as entertaining and fun for all the other guest hosts that come afterwards. Podcasting. You are a master at your craft. I don't know about that. No, uh, there's a reason why it's at 201. Well, that's true, too. You're, it's the reason it's at 201. So I appreciate you having me on. Um, Putting it, up with my drunkness and my, my astrophysics. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you, guys, as always. It's always a blessing. Uh, um. Just a reminder, consider becoming a patron uh, if you got through this episode. <laughs> uh, consider becoming a patron. Um, there's ways to donate. There's ways to um, just amplify black media. Um, black media only thrives in the hands of informed people such as yourselves, of savvy audiences like yourself. Um, we'll be back next week with more foolishness and more fuckery and another guest host. Um, until then, this has been episode 201 of Opinions While Black. I have been Oz. I am Jeremiah, the fluent one. And as always, imparting titties. I'm totally Big ass titties.